Gadsden City is a 7A program that plays in the same region with the likes of Hoover, Thompson, Hewitt Trustful, and Spain Park. And like Fort Payne, they start region play next week. It's the final tune-up for both of these teams, so let's play some football. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Brian Northcutt, and I'll be your host tonight and throughout this season. You're listening to Fort Payne Wildcat football on WZOB. That's 100.9 FM, 1250 AM, and on NetworkOneSports.com. We're also live streaming on FPTV. However you are getting us, we are glad that you're here. Last week, Fort Payne lost a 20-point lead late in the game against Athens, and yet they still had an opportunity to win the game in the waning seconds with a 53-yard field goal attempt. Now they must put that difficult loss behind them because they have a very talented Gadsden City team coming into town tonight. We saw much improvement last week, even with the loss, but it's going to take much more improvement this week if Fort Payne wants to take down the Titans. I'm joined tonight by former Fort Payne quarterback and alumni, Britt Haas. Britt, Fort Payne has got to lick their wounds this week and uh, come out, and they're going to be playing maybe one of the best teams they'll see this season. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, you know, Athens, uh, nothing nothing to turn your head on. Fort Payne had a lot of good things happen for them last week. The score didn't turn out like we wanted it, but we held that lead. And I, and I still say with – with uh, with all the uh, I call them injuries, but we're, we have all kinds of people out of the game in the second half that were so instrumental in the first half that uh, that played a, a huge effect on Fort Payne. Yeah. So talking with Coach Elmore this week, and and we'll we'll get to that interview in a little bit. Um, he felt really good about a lot of the things. He looked back and said, "There's 12 plays, 12 opportunities in that game." And you go back and look, and I really kind of got lost in some of the the moments of the game and didn't realize how critical some of those, you know, they go and drive uh, 60, 80 yards and score a right. touchdown and have Athens on third and long, and Athens throws that wheel route for an 80-yard touchdown pass, and, and they get right back in the game on a third and long. There was a fourth and three. There was a fourth and eight, scrambling the quarterback. A lot of those key plays, the interception that Jake Barnes threw early in the, uh, in the second half, um, just some of those things really cost Fort Payne if you look back at it and some things that they could have easily gone their way and probably win the football game. But like you said, one of the most important things and probably the theme of the night is cramps and overheating and exhaustion on some key players that were going both ways and unfortunately ended up being a lot of it laying at the feet of the running backs. So it put Caden Dubos in a position where he could not get spelled for uh, playing time with Daryl Prater and Alex Akins both going down and really struggling. So. We mentioned it last week, and I think it still rings, rings true. If Fort Payne stays healthy throughout that game, it's a different outcome. But nonetheless, here we are tonight, Gadsden City. You've played uh, all the Gadsden schools. They were three schools when we played them. But uh, Gadsden in the city itself is uh, not, lack, not lacking in any talent, are they? No, no. And you look at, like you said, you're looking at the old Emma Sanson and the Litchfield High and you're at Gadsden High. All three schools go primarily every season go deep into the playoffs showing you what kind of talent this Gaston High has to choose from. Yeah, yeah, they're, they are extremely talented. When I pulled up just in the parking lot and looked at them about to jog out on the field, I'm like, my goodness, that is a that is definitely a 7A football team. They are the uh, same, same region as Hoover, Spain Park, Hewitt Trussell. And so we are uh, we're getting ready now. Fort Payne has left the field. Gaston City has left the field. Cheerleaders are doing some cheers. And we're going to uh, we're going to go take a break. We've got an interview with Coach Elmore coming up. 
that we're going to play when we come back from this break, but we're going to take a two-minute break, and then we'll be back with an interview with Coach uh, Chris Elmore. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Cut it. All right, we are back. Um, as I mentioned earlier this week, uh, fortunately, Coach Elmore has given us uh, plenty of time to sit down and talk football. Good to talk to him as a former coach, sitting down and, and picking the brain of somebody. Um, you know, I've always thought that there was coaches who were good uh, motivators. There were coaches who were good um, – could look at film and kind of see what people are doing, and then there's coaches who can call a game. It feels like to me, just watching Chris, Chris Elmore on, on Friday nights, he understands the flow of the game. Like when they went in that, tight, that um, goal line package for that series, he has a sense of when it's time to call something and make it work. So we talked to him earlier this week. We got a little interview with him, so we're going to play that now. This is our interview with Coach Chris Elmore. Speaking with Fort Payne High head coach Chris Elmore, um, coach last week, Athens went down 41 to 40, had a chance to win the game with a late field goal by Alex McPherson. Thought the team looked a lot better, a lot more solid, still gave up some big plays, but overall, uh, your thoughts after the, after the game? Yeah, and it's the, what I said uh, after the game to the team and on the radio to y'all, what, what I want to make sure everybody understands is it, it doesn't, even though everybody's going to remember the field goal, uh, that game does not, you know, the, the reason we lost was not because of that field goal. There, there was about, we went back and looked, and there was probably 10 to 12 plays earlier in that game where I felt like we had a chance to really kind of to have a knockout punch. We had them on the ropes several times, whether it was a third down on defense or a fourth down, uh, or maybe it was a play on offense where if we convert a first down, we run more clock uh, and possibly get down and extend the lead more. Uh, and we just we, – we were about 0 for 10. We had 10 opportunities to kind of put the game away, and, and we just didn't do it. And um, – uh, it wasn't from lack of effort. It wasn't from lack of, uh, you know, courage or anything like that. We just didn't quite make the plays we needed to make in, in those situations. And and uh, and Athens hung around and, and, and stayed in the game long enough and made enough plays and uh, and was able to, to beat us. So, but, you know, like I said, after game two, the, the conditioning uh, concerned me. But at the same time, when I saw who it was that was struggling, it, you know, this guy's playing a lot of plays. And, uh, you know, Daryl played a lot of plays. Alex Akins played a lot of plays. And, uh, Sawyer has been out, and, and he didn't miss much, but uh, he's been out a lot, so his conditioning is probably not as good as it's going to be in a week or two. And, uh, you know, Caden Dubose, we were a little concerned with him since all he plays is offense. But, you know, when you factor in all the kickoff return yardage he had and all the long runs he had, 
Uh, it's a hot night. It's, you know, it's tough. And so we, we will get better, and those guys will be in better shape as we go. And uh, But that was a factor in the game and the fact that we, we basically got down to where uh, our top three running backs were, were cramping. And, uh, and you've, so you've got a lead, and you're trying to run the clock out, but you can't run the clock out because your top three running backs are not on the field. So that became an issue in the second half and uh, uh, didn't allow us to maybe get into the kind of game we would like to get into when we were – when we were up forty to, to twenty seven, and uh, and that probably is where the whole game, you know, swung is uh, uh, we got to forty twenty, and then they came came back and made it forty twenty seven. If we could have got a drive going there, um, and at least ran some clock, uh, it puts them in a situation where it's hard to hard to come back and win the game. Jake Barnes uh, got his first start, um, looked pretty good out there. Your your thoughts about him after uh, week one? I thought Jake played really well. He, you know, he uh, he made the throws we needed him to make. Uh, I know the the one glaring thing everybody in the stadium is always going to know how to how to play quarterback. The one glaring thing would be the the interception in the fourth quarter, uh, and that was a miscommunication. I mean, we had called a play for for the out to be on the one side of the field, and Jake got the wrong call. He thought it was on the other side of the field, and uh, and so that's why he threw it to a guy that didn't look like they were looking because they were running a different route and. And, and that happens. You don't want that kind of stuff to happen, but that is part of uh, football. You can look at it on any level, and there's going to be miscommunication from time to time, and, and that's what happened there. And so Jake knows he, uh, he he made a mistake there as far as the communication, and, and uh, that's another one of those plays I was talking about. That's a play where if we if we do throw it to the correct side, I think we're I think we're wide open. I know we're open, and it's a completion, and and we move on down the field and, and possibly maybe even get another field goal there to extend the lead. So that was really the only big mistake he had. Um, uh, he, he had a couple of throws that weren't great, but but overall he played really well and uh, uh, did, a, did a nice job there in the, in the two-minute drill uh, at the end of both halves, uh, getting us in position to get field goal attempts. And that's what we always talk about in two-minute drills that, you know, with our kicker, if you can get in there and get a, get a field goal attempt, that's a good thing. And we did that on both, both uh, halves. Caden Dubos um, had a good night, seemed to see the field well, his blocking, um, good vision, good cuts. Um, your thoughts about him, and then and then as he was dispelled a couple times uh, by Daryl Prater and Alex Akins, you got really three really quality running backs there. Yeah, I thought all three of those guys ran hard, and, and the only thing I've, I've told people is maybe I went to the uh, the T package a little too soon because that might have got, got them tired, but at the same time, we thought that was a chance to kind of knock them out, and and we we got in a ball control game there at the end of the second quarter, and and, and took about four or five minutes off the clock, and, and drove it 50 yards, and just basically running the same two or three plays, and uh, and scored, and uh, thought maybe that would uh, uh, kind of finish them off. I know it was the first half, but we just mentally thought it might finish them off, mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, unfortunately, they came right back and scored in one play. It swung the whole game. But uh, but I thought during that time and, and other times, uh, Akins, Dubos, and Darrell all had good plays. And you know, Akins had a big screen pass there in the third quarter that set up our last touchdown. And and I think Caden averaged over nine yards of carry. Uh, but we just got us. What I've been talking to him all week is, you know, you had a great game, but we got to get you in better shape where you can finish the game. And uh, and he was trying everything he could try. It wasn't it wasn't because he didn't want to be out there, but he just get, get get those cramps in the legs. And anybody that's ever been there, you know that once it happens, it's hard to overcome. And um, it's not a toughness thing. It's just a, it's just your body won't allow you to go anymore. And uh, but I thought all three guys ran extremely hard, and, and we're gonna need them to continue to do that as the as the year progresses. 
Speaking of that um, goal line package that you ran for a, a touchdown there in the second quarter, um, you expect to see more of that? Or are you going to try to mix that in? Is that a regular thing or is that just a kind of a, a feel in the middle of the game you thought maybe we need to go to this? Or are you going to plan that and script that in the future? Well, that's, you know, we've, since I've been back here, we've, we've had our short yardage package has been known as, uh, for all you Alabama fans up there, mountain music is what we call it. So when we holler for mountain music, that's our short yardage package. And so the last couple of years, it's been a little different uh, with Hunter Love. We've had a little different set. We've had more of a true blocking back in there. Uh, just got to looking at it after the Gunnersville game and, and, and got to talking to our coaches. And I said, you know, truthfully, with our personnel, the best short yardage package we could be in is a, is a straight T package and put our three backs back there because they all three are capable of blocking. They're all three capable of running the ball. And so we put that in last week. and. And now, like I said, we now refer to that uh, package as Mountain Music, and so that's our Mountain Music personnel. And when they go in the game, uh, you know, that's the stuff. We'll, we'll look to expand that as the year goes on, you know, not just the straight T all the time. Might be some other stuff. Uh, but we feel like it's a good way to put three really good running backs on the field. Um, and, you know, our offensive line does a good job blocking our base stuff, but I think they do really good when we get in there and it's, it's we're blocking down or we're washing people and, and using their big frames to do that. And uh, and so that's something we'll continue to look for in short yardage and goal line. But like I told the team of the day, sometimes you need to finish a game. And uh, what we may need to do one night down the road here is get in that package and stay in it one night and, and, and run four or five minutes off the clock and, and run the clock out. So uh, we'll, we'll continue to expand that. That won't be our base offense, but it'll be something that we'll have ready to go in some form or fashion every Friday night. Uh, defense seemed pretty solid most of the night, gave up some big plays, some chunk plays. Um, and I know that's disappointing to Coach Prater and Coach Varnador. Anything you want to say about that as far as your defense and where we stand right there? Well, some of it was just a couple of little, you know, everybody says, well, Coach, you always say it's just one. Well, it is. It's always just one or two things. We we, we fit wrong on the quarterback counter one time, and he, he went right up the middle for a big play. and. And then they got us on a post wheel that, you know, you don't want to have happen, but that's part of football. And sometimes, uh, you know, the guys on offense are smart too. The guys on defense are smart, so the guys on offense, they had a good play design there and, and our corner chased the post and got the wheel wide open. And um, outside of that, you know, they had the double, double pass they caught us on one time. Um, but then the other plays really, to be honest with you, were, were plays that were broken down and their quarterback just did a good job of ad-libbing. Yeah, and uh, that happened three or four times and, and we had him in the backfield or we at least thought we had him. We had a blitz on and flushed him out of the pocket and he just made a really good play. And, and, and you know, that's 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 part of football too And that, you know, sometimes the other team's got a guy who can create and he mm -hmm. created and he was a, he's a receiver that they've converted into a quarterback and, uh, and three or four times there in the second half, on third or fourth down, but all of them were big plays in the game. He kind of ad-libbed, and, and one time he got a fourth and eight and threw it to a guy that literally had no intention of being a receiver on the play. You can watch the play. That guy didn't even think he's going to get the ball, and all of a sudden he turns around, they throw it to him, and he gets a first down. And so that kind of stuff happens, and, and, and it's frustrating, but but uh, sometimes the other guys make plays, and, and I thought number one for them last, last week made some plays at some key moments. Game. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Gaston City this week. Um, big team, 7A team, athletic, um, good ball club. Um, your initial thoughts about playing them this week? Well, it just, exactly what you just said. Uh, you know, they ended up last year, I think, going 3-7 and seven maybe. 
uh, started out 2-0 and after they beat us, and I think they only won one more game, maybe two. I can't remember for sure. Um, and, and people look at that and say, well, they just they don't have a very good team. But then you start looking at who they play, and you realize that their their competition is pretty pretty stiff in their region with Thompson and Hewitt and Hoover and, and all those different teams. And uh, so they've got another really good team. Coach Ali Smith uh, has been down there a long time as an assistant and now as a head coach, and uh, he does a really good job. And, and they have got uh, – big physical defensive line linebackers. They've got receivers that can run really well. And then they've got a, a running back who's 260 pounds and who is uh, a load to bring down. And, and he he does a good job running the football. So it'll be a you know, tremendous challenge. And it's like I said last year, it's a little bit deja vu. I know people are questioning why we're even playing them, but um, you know, they are so close. And, and you know, my, my biggest concern is is they are dropping an enrollment and they may be 6A one day, and if they are, they're going to be in our region anyway. So uh, I guess I was thinking let's go ahead and get used to playing them in case that happens. And, and regardless of that, what I tell our players every year and tell them again this year is that you, after playing Gaston City, win or lose, you are now going to know what it's like to play somebody that you're going to have to beat in the playoffs to advance. And so I would rather us find out this Friday where we are against a team with that kind of speed and that kind of size, then find out for the first time in a playoff game. I don't want us to be shocked when that when that time comes. And that's really what this Friday's about, is a chance to, to put our kids in a situation where they're going to see tremendous speed and size. Uh, so when uh, games like Oxford or a playoff game comes on down the road, we are not surprised by the ability on the field. And, and so that'll be a challenge for us this Friday, and we're just going to have to go out there and, and do the best we can with it and then learn from it and move forward. That's Gadsden City this Friday night at Wildcat Stadium. Game time, 7 o'clock. Our broadcast time will be 6.30. Look forward to seeing everyone there. Thank you, Coach. We're in our national anthem now. We're going to take a two-minute break, and we're going to come back with your starting lineups. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC.
Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. And I want to tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good low mileage stuff. Uh, plenty of banks that are lending lots of money right now. So, you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama. And give us a call, 256-844-2210. Or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? At BobbyLedBetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com. Locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. All right, welcome back. We're going to look at your starting lineups. We're going to look back at your starting lineups for tonight's game. First for Gadsden City at quarterback. Number 13, Luke Waldrop. At running back, number two, C.J. Miller. At running back, number 29, Kurt Isaac Yao. At tight end, number 24, Mason Johnson. At wide receiver, number three, Kamari Smith. At wide receiver, number six, Khalil Hughley. At wide receiver, number one, DeIvy Byers. At wide receiver, number 80, Clyde Curry. At left tackle, number 54, Aaron Wood. Left guard, number 56, Jamarian Orr. At center, number 59, Tavarius Bush. Right, right guard, number 60, Malachi Butler. Right tackle, number 76, Dorian Patterson. Tight end, number 88, Darius Taylor. For defensive starters for Gadsden City, safety, number four, DeAndre Kirkpatrick. Safety, number five, Rodney Johnson. Corner number eight, Quintavious Wright. Inside linebacker number 10, Devontae Graham. Outside linebacker number 15, Kelsey Smith. Cornerback number 19, Nehemiah Washington. Outside linebacker number 23, Isaiah Taylor. Inside linebacker number 33, Malik Woods. Defensive end number 91, Samuel Horton. Defensive end number 92, Aaron Richard. Nose guard number 99, Jackson Vesey. Safety number 22, Jaden Martin. And nose tackle. Number 95, Elijah Dunn. Starters for Fort Payne on offense. Number seven, Jake Barnes at quarterback. Number two, Caden Dubose at running back. Number 88, Sawyer Bird at tight end. Number 35, Marcus Ledford at wide receiver. Number three, Ricky Adame at wide receiver. Number six, Connor Cash at wide receiver. Number 58, Bronson Laney at left tackle. Number 76, Bain Barentine at left guard. Number 79, Eli Frazier at center. Number 75, Colton Shankles at right guard. Number 57, Andrew Barclay, right tackle. Defensive starters for Fort Payne, number 94, Heisman Brown at defensive end. Number one, Daryl Prater, defensive tackle. Number 77, Hayden Presley, defensive tackle. Number 84, Skylar Hillier, defensive end. Number 28, Will Green, linebacker. Number 47, Devin Wills, linebacker. Number 24, Bennett Blanks, linebacker. Number 11, Alex Aiken, linebacker. Number 21, Seth Williams, cornerback. Number 29, Hayden Harrell, cornerback. And number 10, Kobe King, free safety. Gadsden City has won the toss, and they have elected to 
defer. Fort Payne will receive the opening kickoff. Fort Payne will face Lookout Mountain. Gadsden will kick towards our concession stand. Fort Payne is lined up behind their victory line, ready to go. Gadsden City is coming out to their victory line. So we are ready for some football action tonight. Still probably about the same as it was last week as far as heat and humidity. Yeah. So hopefully the kids will be a little bit more acclimated to that and won't be quite as given to cramps. But it is, uh, I would say, just as, as warm and just as humid as it was last week. So, like I said, hopefully. And it looks like we actually do have fans on the field for the victory line, which is something that I haven't probably been a while since we've seen that. Fort Payne preparing to come through their line, Gadsden City as well. Gadsden City has probably half the stands full, and half of that's their band. Here comes Gadsden City, and here comes Fort Payne. Both teams entering the stadium. Fort Payne wearing, this week they've changed up. They have the same uniforms, uh, excuse me, they have the same jerseys. They have the black jerseys with white and gold stripes on the sides. They've got now silver or gray pants instead of the gold pants from last week with black and white and gold stripes. Gadsden City in their, uh, I guess, uh, maroon, it's not a crimson, maybe a maroon bottoms and white tops, maroon helmets. And we're ready to kick this one off. Any final thoughts, Britt, as we get started? You know, two good programs going at it tonight. Uh, again, Fort Payne's faced uh, Gaston City uh, in many cases in the last several years, but uh, going to be a great game tonight. Yep. So Fort Payne, like I said, is going to receive. They're going to be – their kickoff return team is going to be uh, to our concession stand. Gaston City will be kicking from our right to our left. Kicking for Gadsden, number 45, Gabriel Brito. He's a, he's a sophomore. Deep for Fort Payne is number eight, Skylar Cody. He's flanked to his left by number three, Ricky Adame, and to his right by number six, Connor Cash. Gadsden City is huddled at the 40-yard line. So we'll see what this, off, this Fort Payne offense can do against the Class 7A defense. Brito lines up. He's a left-footed kicker, kicks off. It's a line drive wobbly kick, and it bounces into the end zone for a touchback. So here comes the Fort Payne offense, guided by number seven, Jake Barnes. Fort Payne comes in a twin set to the near side, tight end and wing back to the far side. Barnes in shotgun formation flanked by Dubose to his left. Gadsden City in a five-man front. Dubose back into pistol uh, in motion. Hand the ball off to Dubose and he fumbles the ball. First play, never received the handoff and it is a turnover right off the bat. So it's gonna be Gadsden ball, first and 10. Inside the red zone. 
not a good place to start your uh, first possession of defense, no. most definitely. And I couldn't quite tell if the handoff just didn't get there, if Dubose uh, didn't get a hand on it. Yeah. But, uh, Looked like he was making a cut off of this defensive end, and maybe the ball, he never got it secured and seated inside his his arm, and it just popped out, and there was a defensive guy right there just fell right on it. So that's not the way you want to start, not with this team. So here comes Gaston City. They're in a trips to the near side, single receiver far side. Luke Waldrop in shotgun formation. We've got a stoppage in play. Not sure. Not sure what this is. They sent one of the Gadsden City's players off. Sent that uh, receiver off for some reason. So they replaced number six with number seven at the wide receiver in the slot position. Waldrop in shotgun formation drops back, and he's looking left. He's under pressure. He gets out and throws up the middle of the field, and it's incomplete. And there's some kind of flag on the first play. Fort Payne got good pressure on that first play. Yeah, Fort Payne's done a really good job, uh, even against Athens last week, applying a lot of pressure and, and forcing Waldrop to uh, get rid of it early. Looked like there was just a little bit of pushing and shoving going on, but I'm not sure exactly who they're going to. They're going to wave the flag off. I guess they're just going to give them a this warning on this one. Flag. Second down and 10. So it'll be second and 10. Gaston City from the Fort Payne 16-yard line. They come out in single receiver far side, single receiver near side, tight end and wing back, offset to the right. C.J. Williams in running back formation to Waldrop's left. There's the snap, hands the ball off to Williams. He's hitting backfield. He comes out of the tackle. He breaks two, three tackles, but there's too many Wildcats there. They bring him down for a three-yard loss. Is that a, uh, I think that's a face mask? Yep, they're going to get Fort Payne with a face mask. He signaled that it was a five-yard. I'm not sure. I didn't know that high school had a five-yard face mask. So, Gadsden City got a, got a break there. Second down and seven at the Fort Payne 13-yard line. Fort Payne again with a really good support. Uh, uh, pursuit there, on, especially that front end, just a lot of pressure. So it's second and seven. Twins receivers near side, tight end wing back right side. C.J. Williams to Waldrop's right. Motion, jet sweep to number three. Wide receiver, he, I don't think he gained anything. That was Kamari Smith on the jet sweep, came in formation in motion. It's going to be third down and seven. You'd have to believe this is a, a victory for Fort Payne if they can get a three and out and maybe a field goal attempt out of this. So it's a third and seven, Gaston City. They got trips receivers near side, single receiver far side. They're missing somebody. They're missing a tackle. Here he comes. I think they're still missing somebody. And they're going to have to call a timeout. They get an illegal procedure. So that backs up Gadsden City five yards. It's going to be third down and 12. Well, Fort Payne gifted Gadsden City with the ball on the 15-yard line, and, and Gadsden City's not really capitalizing on it. Well, if you're going to come in late as a guard, you need to play tackle. 
little movement there, and, and it helped us out. But, uh, again, Fort Payne defense just swarming. So, they are. it's going to be interesting to see what Gaston can do. So, here we go. Third down and 12. Trips receivers near side, single receiver far side, wall dripping shotgun formation. There's the snap. He drops back. He's looking for a screen to Williams. He's got it set up in the middle. It looks like it's set up. Williams breaks through, and he's in the end zone for a touchdown. They set that up. Couldn't have better, been a better play call, just yep. a super play call. Quality third down play call to C.J. Williams on the center, on the middle screen, and it's 6 to nothing. Gadsden City with 10 minutes, 9 seconds left in the first quarter. Fort Payne had an opportunity to regain a little bit of the momentum they lost with that fumble, but unfortunately wasn't able to capitalize. Gabriel Brito in for the extra point for Gadsden City. There's a snap, there's the kick, it's away, and it is good. So with 10 minutes, nine seconds left in the first quarter, it's Gadsden City seven, Fort Payne nothing. We're gonna take a 30 second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. We, all right, we are back. Brian Northcutt, Britt Hass with you here tonight. WZOB and, w and uh, FPTV live streaming. Gadsden City up seven to nothing. So Fort Payne second possession. Skylar Cody in deep formation for Fort Payne. Here's the kick from Brito. This is end over end. Lands on the one yard line. Cody comes up the right side looking for a seam. Breaks one tackle and is brought down at the 25-yard line for Fort Payne, first and 10. So we'll see what Coach Elmore dials up here. Down seven to nothing. You know, defensively, going back to our Wildcat defense, we really look good, but that, you know, that can bite you at certain times. A lot of pursuit mm -hmm. and uh, several good stunts, but uh, that little screen play just set up perfect. But uh, you, you can't blame the Wildcat defense. Just a lot of hustle over there. I still like the hustle. Yep. Barnes under center this play. Connor Cash in jet motion. Hand off to Dubose. He goes up the middle. Uh, nice pickup, four yards on first down. Close to five yards. I think they're going to give him five, so it'll be second and five. Fort Payne on the second and five. Got single receiver far side, single receiver near side. Barnes back in the shotgun. There's a snap. Hands to Duvos. He's up the middle. And he's tackled for a one-yard gain. Caden came down a little bit awkwardly, kind of got rolled up there, and he's going to come off limping. That's not what you want to see three plays into the game. So they're going to have to go to Daryl Prater before they wanted to. Hopefully it's not serious, but he did get rolled up by a defensive player for Gadsden City. Mm. It's not good. No. Mm. Okay, so it's third down and four, Fort Payne. 
Twin receivers near side. Connor Cash in motion across the formation. And there's a flag. Looks like that's going to be offside. I mean, a illegal procedure for Fort Payne it is. It's going to put him in the third and long. Talked about those mistakes. Coaches emphasize those mistakes. And uh, Fort Payne is just as good as they looked last week, the first half of the first quarter. They look that bad now. Alex Aiken, Aiken's in at running back now. Third and nine, Fort Payne. They're going to go twin receivers far side, Ledford and Cash. Twin receivers near side, Sawyer Burt and Ricky Adame. Alex Aiken's in backfield with, Con with uh, Jake Barnes. There's the snap, Barnes looking. Going up top, it's picked off. Picked off by number 19, cornerback. He's running towards the end zone. He's at the five and out of bounds at the three-yard line. Two-yard line. Wow. Well, this is opposite of what we saw last week. It is, and you've got you've got a whole different caliber of defensive backs too, with different speed, different closing speed, and uh, you throw one up like that, yeah. it's it's going to be a really good chance it's going to get picked off. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of pressure on Jake. Jake just trying to get rid of it, and throwing it to a spot, and uh, they picked it up early. So Gaston City first and goal at the two yard line. Once again, they're having trouble getting players on the field. I think they've got 10. They're going to have to call a timeout. So timeout, Gadsden City will take a 30-second break with this. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Gadsden City once again is a first and goal from the two-yard line. Already up seven, already up seven to nothing, with 8:26 left in the first quarter, and Fort Payne is just making it easy for them right now. You know it was going to be a tough game anyway, and we certainly didn't have to. Yeah, they don't need any help. Yeah, they don't have enough players. Now they got too many players on the field. Wow, this is remarkable. Seven, six, five, four. They don't have. All right, they're going to run the play. Waldrop snaps, hands off to C.J. Williams. He scores a touchdown. Did they have too many players on the field? I don't know what that was, but they scored a touchdown. So, once again, Gadsden City scores. Just had Payne. 10. Yeah, they just had 10. Right. Well, then that should have been an illegal formation. Somebody, unless they had them all on the line of scrimmage. Okay. Well, regardless, it's a touchdown. Gadsden City is having real problems keeping personnel. So here's the extra point attempt by Gabriel Brito. There's a flag. 
Well, this is just a messy game. Lots of flags, lots of turnovers, lots of penalties, substitutions. As confused as Gadsden City looks, they've been so productive. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's amazing. They, they cannot keep. I don't know what they're, they're sending their players off. Is that, that may be a, a uniform violation maybe. They've sent two players off. I can't tell why they're sending them off, but they've got um, now Waldrop, the starting quarterback, is going to come in to hold for the extra point. They sent the holder off for some reason. So here we go again, another attempt for an extra point. There's the snap. There's the hold and the kick. It's away, and it is good. So with eight minutes, 22 seconds left in the first quarter, it's Gadsden City, Fort Payne, 14, Fort Payne nothing. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. All right, we're back. We are back. So Fort Payne down 14 to nothing early. This is definitely not what you want if you're Coach Elmore trying to get your team ready for region play next week. However, as you well know, Britt, this is an opportunity to, to learn something about yourself and how, how much quit or not quit you have in you and can you fight through um, and battle through this. Well, last week we're, we're going through the challenges that Athens went through with us, and we yep. know what that outcome is, so yep. we can overcome it. There's the kick by Brito. It is bounces one yard deep in the end zone. Four paint will start at the 20-yard line. I want to mention one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florists and Gifts, Gourmet Baskets, Personalized Printing, Gifts, Stock up on Auburn and Alabama party wear. Perfect for your next game day gathering located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. So we'll see uh, how Jake Barnes responds to that interception. We've got twin receivers near side, tight end and wing back far side. Barnes under center. Connor Cash in jet motion, fakes the Barnes and up the middle. That is Skylar Cody. Coach Elmore mentioned to me this week that he might try to use Skylar Cody. He was impressed with him as a ball carrier, so he's going to give him a shot. He gains four yards on first down, five yards on first down. So Fort Payne, now in, now in a second and six. They flip the formation. Now the Twins receivers on the far side, tight end and wing back on the near side. Barnes now in shotgun formation with Cody behind him. Fort Payne shifts and, and Gadsden City jumps. That should be a flag on Gadsden City. 
Fort Payne was shifting the tight end and the wing back, and as soon as they moved, the defensive end jumped. So we'll see. Yep. So taking advantage there, Fort Payne now has a second and one. Staying in the same formation. They've, we didn't see this formation last week, I don't think. But now they're going to go to the twins, top side twins, near side. Actually, Sawyer Burt's lined up at the tight end position. And Skylar Cody in pistol formation behind Jake Barnes. It's second and one. There's the snap. Hands to Cody up the middle. He finds running room. He breaks the center. And he fumbled the ball as well. Gets hit by a safety hard. He's down. Fumbled it. Recovered by Gadsden City. Three possessions, three turnovers. Not the way you want to start for Fort Payne. Offensive line doing a really good job. Skyler with a big pickup, just a solid hit, and uh, knocks the ball loose and turns it over. Yep. Broke through that initial line. Oh, okay. Well, they ruled him down. Okay. Big, good. big break for Fort Payne. They ruled Cody down, and uh, but he's still got his bell rung. They're going to have to check on him. So first and 10, Fort Payne from their own 40-yard line. It's 7-12 left in the first quarter, down 14 to nothing. Uh, Fort Payne going back to that tight end, tight end wingback formation with twins to the top side. Barnes is under center. Looks like Alex Aikens in the backfield. Adame in motion to the near side. Aikens takes the ball, and he gains nothing. He's at the line of scrimmage, going to be second down and 10. There's a flag on the play. I'll tell you what. There's a flag on the play. If we keep this up, we're going to be here to 11 o'clock. <laughs> Just six, there's six minutes and 43 seconds left. Dead ball foul, personal foul. Personal foul, Gadsden City. So that'll move the ball into Gadsden City territory. Down to the 45-yard line. Seems like every other play we're having a little extra activity after the play. Some they've missed and some they've noticed. But uh, yeah, this is uh, and and I don't I don't know that it's just a Fort Payne. This has just been sloppy. So here we go, first and ten inside of Gaston City territory. Fort Payne is going with four receivers left side, single receiver right side. So it's an empty formation in Barnes, and now they all the line and they jump them off sides again. Wow. So they lined up four receivers topside. They actually had the tackle and the guard on the topside. So it was an unbalanced formation. Then the tackle and guard shift, and as soon as they move, Gaston City jumps off sides. That's twice they've got them with that. So it'll be first and five for Payne on Gadsden City's 40-yard line. 6-18 left in the first quarter. Gadsden yep. City up 14 to nothing. I guess you'll take yardage however you can get it. Now we go two tight ends, Ledford and, and Burt at tight end, two receivers, one receiver left, one receiver right, Barnes and shotgun. There's a snap, hands to Aikens up the middle. He breaks, gets three, four yards, three yards on first down, on second down. It'll be third and short for Fort Payne. Uh, now we're going to have a heat timeout. So we're going to have a heat timeout. Let's take a one-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. 
Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. We are back. Brian Northcutt and Britt Haas, WZOB and FPTV. Here comes this same formation. Four receivers left side and the tackling guarder on the left side. They should shift here in a minute. There they come. Gadsden City stays at home this time. Now we're in a trips receivers left side, single receiver right, Barnes and shotgun. There's the snap. He drops back, looks to set up the screen. There's nothing there. Well, actually, he did get there. Aikens catches it. He's inside the 30-yard line for a first down. Nice passing catch from Barnes to Alex Aikens for a first down. I tell you how athletic uh, Jackson City is. You see those tackles come in. They tried to throw behind them and they read it and nearly chased the ball down. I mean, uh, very very athletic. We have seen uh, a lot of unusual things that we. I don't think we saw any motion last week from Fort Payne. We've seen that tonight. Uh, we haven't seen any two tights. We saw a little bit of two tights, but it was in the goal line package. And now we've got tight end wing back with twins. We haven't seen that. We didn't see that last week. So Barnes in shotgun. There's a shift again. And Gazan City jumps again. Wow. This is what I was talking about at the pregame with Coach Chris Elmore. Just seeing things and sees that these guys are prone to jump offside. So he's going to take advantage of it. This is probably what, four penalties in the first quarter on offsides just from shifting? Well, this has created production, too, about just strategy. That's, yep. that's just, uh, and you said that before the game, just a great strategy by Fort Payne just to get some momentum in any way. Yeah. So it's first and ten, I mean, excuse me, first and five, Fort Payne at the Gadsden City 23-yard line with 4.32 left in the first quarter. Snap to Barnes, gives it to Skylar Cody again. He breaks outside. Tries to break a tackle, can't break it. He gains two yards. It'll be third, second down and three. Cody on the but if you've got a first and five, you know, two or three times in a series, that's a significant advantage, even yes, if you are outmanned as far as athleticism. Fort Payne going back to their traditional two-by-two two set, two receivers top side, two near side. Now Daryl Prater in it, running back in the pistol formation behind Jake Barnes and shotgun. It's second down and five, uh, four. There's a snap. Barnes looking right. Throws to Sawyer Burt, and it's broken up by number 15 for Gadsden City. That's Kelsey Smith. Nice play by that defensive back. Yeah, just, just a really good play. Nice throw, a good throw, just a really good defensive play. And, uh, again, just talking about their quickness and closing speed, you know, if, as a running back, Scholar Cody, as he hits up there, if you make too many decisions, try to make too many decisions at that first level, that they close too quick, and that's what happens when you've got to hit it kind of like turn four going through the smoke. It's You just got to go and hope it's there. It's going to be third down and four for Fort Payne at the Gadsden City 23-yard line. There's another whistle. And they're sending another player off. 
equipment violation. It's equipment violation. I'm not sure what Gadsden City is doing, but that's the third player they've sent off for some equipment violation. And to me, Britt, I don't know if you're seeing it, I don't see what they're adjusting when they get over to the sideline. Yeah. So I'm not sure what the violation is. Anyway, it's third down and five, Fort Payne. Connor Cash in motion to the left side. Bootleg, back right side, wide receiver screen, it's incomplete. It'll be fourth down from the Gaston City 23-yard line. Set up a little bootleg, tried to do a wide receiver screen to this near side, and he just missed Adame, but I'm not sure Adame was going to have many yards yeah, after just that catch. nobody fooled. Gaston City doing a good job of staying at home, and, and like I said, their speed is speed kills, but uh, good job by Gaston City just sitting tight. So Alex McPherson on to attempt a 40-yard field goal. Out of the hole to Dax Varnador. Sawyer Burt to snap. There's the snap. There's the hold. There's the kick. Kick is away, and it is good. So Fort Payne on the board with three minutes, 31 seconds left in the first quarter. It's Fort Payne, Fort, uh, excuse me, Gadsden City 14, Fort Payne 3. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. All right, we are back. So Fort Payne gets on the board with an Alex McPherson 40-yard field goal. He's going to kick off from our left to our right. These Gadsden City numbers are those really small, squiggly numbers, and I can't make out who's down there. Looks like a short, short kick, and it is caught at the goal line, but he steps into the end zone for a touchback. So Gadsden City will start at the 20-yard line. So it seems as though Fort Payne has stopped the bleeding at least by not turning the ball over. And when they didn't do that, Gadsden City made some mistakes and Fort Payne took advantage and they came, through, came away with three points. Yeah, again, Fort Payne with good strategy going down the field, just good play selections, all works out. We get to three. That's what we talked about during the break. That's a huge three points. Flips the field. We finally get them on their, their end of the field. Mm -hmm. We shut them down right here and let's see if we can get something yep. going offensively. So Luke Waldrop's a sophomore, 5'6", 150-pound sophomore. If you look at him on film, he kind of looks a little bit like Baker Mayfield. He's in shotgun formation. He steps back. He's going to throw a little hitch to the near side. Caught by number three. That is Kamari Smith. Gain of seven yards. It'll be second down and three. I was watching a little tape on uh, he was a, a player of the week in Gadsden last week, and he has, a, has kind of a Baker Mayfield feel about he how he plays. Only a sophomore, but he makes some plays. So it's second down and three. Gaston City looking to the sideline. Waldrop calling the play at the line of scrimmage. They've got single receiver far side, single receiver near side. C.J. Williams in the backfield. There's the snap, hands off to Williams. Left side, he's got some room. He breaks the tackle. He runs over two Wildcats and gains about 10 yards. It'll be a first down for Gadsden City. 
That guy's an all-state running back, and he is a hoss. Yeah, C.J. Miller, you know, six to, what is he, six one, six two, two sixty, I believe. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you want, if you're going Did to Did I call him Williams? No, you, you, <laughs> right, Miller, you, you want to get him in about his first step because on that play he gets nine nine yards. You don't know. You know a little bowling ball his, action. Right, trying to take his shoestrings out or feet, but uh, just a big running back, yeah. strong and quick. So it's a first and ten, Gadsden City from their own 37-yard line. Waldrop takes the snap, hands to Miller right side. He's tackled in the backfield by Prater. No, he, Prater slowed him down, and then the yeah. other's caught up. It's a gang tackle by Fort Payne, and it's a loss of five yards. So Daryl Prater came through the line there that time, broke his uh, block, got through his block, and, and stopped him. He didn't tackle him, but he slowed him enough and um, had other Wildcats there to make the play. That was Skylar Hillier in on the play. So it's now second down and 15, 147 left in the first quarter. Fort Payne down 14 to three. Probably a screen play. Fort Payne applying a lot of pressure. Gaston City going twin receivers far side, twins receivers near side. Miller in, in formation with Waldrop. Waldrop throws down the seam. He's got a receiver open, but he misses him. He's overthrew him a little bit. Seth Williams is in good coverage. He may not have made that play. Seth Williams was right there with him, so that was a good play. Good throw, but good play by Williams as well. So it's third down and long for Gadsden City. Yeah, really good play by Seth, and the receiver actually thought Seth had the ball. You saw he, he turned from offense to defense quickly. So it's third down and long, empty empty formation for Gadsden City. Trips top side, twins bottom side. Looking to the sideline for the play. Here's the snap. Waldrop looks back. Throws similar route to Williams receiver again. He overthrows him. Nice coverage. Not really a good throw. Overthrew him. So it's going to be fourth down for Gadsden City. Nice three and out. Well, not three and out. But nice stop for Fort Payne. It's really good to see Fort Payne kind of settle down after that nightmare of a first six minutes. Still down 14 to three, but they've they've kind of caught their breath, and they're moving the ball on offense, and they're slowing them down on defense. So here we go, punt by Gadsden City. A little wobbly kick, caught by Connor Cash at the Fort Payne. Nope, that's Skylar Cody at the 35-yard line. So for Payne, this will be their fifth series. Three of them are turnovers. Well, no, the one didn't turn it be a turnover because Skylar Cody was called down. So one minute, 18 seconds left in the first quarter. Four paint coming out. Twins receivers top side. No, excuse me, single receiver top side. Trips bottom side, but two of the trips are in tight. Skyler, I mean, uh, Sawyer Bird is at tight end. Marcus Ledford is at a wing back. And here's another violation. I may have to ask Coach Elmore what that violation is. They just swapped. Safety and corner just swapped. I don't know if that was called, but they did. First and 10, four pain, Jake Barnes in shotgun formation. Hands the ball to Alex Akins up the middle. Good run. Good run. Good run. 
He gets hit hard, but he stays up. Seven yards, first down, Fort Payne. I think that hurt the safety that hit him more than it hurt Alex. Alex still going to come out. Yeah, I think 19 took a little bit of that. He's down. He's down. Number 19 for Gadsden City is on the ground. That's Nehemiah Washington. I, b I believe that's the one who came up and hit Alex. I believe it is. Alex came out too, but he doesn't look in as bad a shape as Washington does. You know, Alex is not real big, but he's got that linebacker mentality. Or yeah. he grew up playing linebacker. They've moved him to corner, but uh, just a tough, hard-nosed kid. So it's second down and two for Fort Payne at their own 44-yard line. Washington goes out, DeAndre Kirkpatrick, which is Dre Kirkpatrick's son, NFL cornerback. Fort Payne and twin receivers near side, tight end wing back far side. I don't remember this formation last week. I'm not sure if you do. I don't. There goes Wooten in uh, jet sweep motion. Mm. Cody breaks to the outside. He's caught. Not going to break too far outside on these guys. Can't really bounce those plays. It's going to be third down and one. He maybe gained one. I think he did gain one. You're exactly right. You play uh, probably six, seven teams out of the ten on our schedule. You bounce that, but you don't on these guys. Just a lot of speed. Yeah. Athletic ability. Prater in at, at tailback for Fort Payne. They're going to let the clock run out on the first quarter. So that brings us to the end of the first quarter. Your score is Gadsden City 14, Fort Payne 3. We're going to take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antique Mall. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. All right, we're back. It's the beginning of the second quarter. Once again, Brian Northcutt and Brett Haas joining you. WZOB 100.9 FM, 1250 AM, Network1Sports.com. Also live streaming on FPTV. Taking a little bit longer on this break. Looks like Coach Smith for Gadsden City circled up everybody and having a talking to. It's going to be third down and short for Fort Payne on their own 45-yard line. Daryl Prater in it, running back. Adame 
Top side, Connor Cash near side. Ledford in and a wing back beside Sawyer Bird on the left side. Do you do the obvious and go to Prater? Maybe not. We'll see. Here it is. There's the snap. He hands off to Prater up the middle, and he is got the first down. First and 10, Fort Payne. Three-yard gain for Daryl Prater. That's why he's coaching. I'm sitting up here in this box. <laughs> I would, yeah, here's Prater's going to come out. Coach Elmore said that they, they cannot afford to sit Daryl Prater on defense anymore, that he's got to, if he's going to sit, it's going to sit on offense because he's too valuable for the defense. So Alex Aiken's in now. I guess Dubose has not been in. Has he since he rolled no, that ankle? he has not. I so haven't. they're going to have to do by committee here. we got twins receivers far side, tight end wing back near side. Alex Aiken's in at running back now. There's a low snap. It's on the ground. Aiken just has to fall on it. And that's going to be a 12-yard loss yeah, and a flag. Help. That's going to help. That's going to help. That's going to be an automatic first down. Aiken's fell on the ball. And a Gadsden City defender. It's questionable whether he speared him. You could call it a spear. But either way, there was no need in him hitting him, and he yeah, did. Yeah. And that's going to be personal foul, which will give Fort Payne an automatic first down. Probably going to end up right back about where they were when the ball was snapped. Penalties really hurting Gadsden City right now. I don't know what the stats are going to end up being on that, but in the first half, that's a lot of penalties. So it's going to be first and eight, Fort Payne. First down and eight. At midfield, Connor Cash running to the other side. He's going to be twin set with Ricky Adame. Sawyer Burton, Ledford here in tight end and wingback formation. Alex Aikens in at running back. Hands to Aikens, left side. He tries to bounce. Bounces again. Broke a tackle by Kirk Patrick, and he gains six, seven yards on first down. It's going to be second and short. Well, he stepped out of bounds further backfield than I thought, so it's going to be second and four, Fort Payne. Second down and three be interesting to see the rotation that they use now that uh, Caden Dubos is out. Aiken's in. He's played about three or four plays. Same formation. Twins right. Tight end. Wing back left. There's the shift. Gaston City stays. They don't jump this time. There's the snap. Hands to Aikens. He breaks Good up the middle. Cut. Breaks back left side. He's got running room. He's to the 35. He's down to the 30-yard line. First and 10, Fort Payne at Gadsden City's 30-yard line. Nice cut by Alex Akins. He broke that backside, and it opened up for him. Gadsden City was really pushing hard towards play side, and Alex Akins broke it backside. Gained about 20 yards on first, um, second down. It's going to be first down, Fort Payne from the 30-yard line. Now Skylar Cody in at running back. Cody's looked pretty good with the ball in his hands. There he is up the middle, trying to bounce again. Not going to get anything there. No gain on the play. It'll be second down and ten. Coach mentioned to me in our meeting this week that Skylar Cody really liked him with the ball in his hands, and he said, hey, we may give him a shot this week, and probably the injury to Dubos expedited that for him. Yeah, Skylar Cody with a lot of speed, probably the fastest kid on the team. Yeah. Uh, very athletic. And just a 10th grader. So it's second down and 10, Fort Payne. There's a shift again. Gadsden City stays at home. 
you got basically four receivers on the left-hand side of the ball. Hands the ball, fakes to Cody, mm, rolls left. Throws short <laughs> to Ledford, threw it behind him. Had Ledford open in the flats. And threw it a little bit behind him, he couldn't make the catch. So it's going to be third down and ten, Fort Payne. If he makes that catch, I think we probably five yards, maybe yeah, more. Yeah, if good can, pick up. Yeah. And, with, and, again, with that speed, I hate you just keep beating a dead horse, but you've got to get, out, get that out there quicker so the receiver has a chance to get downfield because they're closing so quick. You know, if you, if you hold it two extra steps, that's five steps for them. Third and ten for Payne. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Prater left side. There's nothing there. He just goes to the ground, maybe gained two yards. It'll be fourth and eight, and here comes McPherson for a field goal attempt. Really couldn't get anything going once they got down to the 30 with the Alex Aikens run, but they just stalled out right there. So it's fourth and eight. This will be a 46-yard field goal attempt by Alex McPherson. Sawyer Burt snapping, Dax Varnador with hold. There's the snap, the hold, there's the kick. It's away, and it is no good. No good. So with nine minutes, seven seconds left in the half, it's Gadsden City 14, Fort Payne 3. I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson's Music and Jewelry. Did you know that you can rent band instruments at Patterson's? Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours cleaned. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne. Field goes in high school ball. They get to the end zone, result in a touchback, so Gadsden City has the ball at the 20-yard line. Offense at least spelled the defense and gave them a little bit of a breather. So Gadsden City comes in trips formation topside, Waldrop in shotgun formation with Miller beside him. Throws a wide receiver screen, bubble screen to the left side. And it is swarm tackled by Fort Payne for a two-yard gain. Nice pursuit on that play by the Fort Payne defense. It's second and seven. Gadsden City in a huddle now. Eight minutes, 40 seconds left till half. Trips receivers near side. Miller in the backfield with Waldrop. There's the snap, hands the ball to Miller up the middle. He's got room. He breaks the tackle. He's at the 40. He's at the 50. He's at the 45. He's down to the Fort Payne 42-yard line. Nice pickup by C.J. Miller breaking tackles. Get that guy loose, and it's trouble. I mean, he is an outstanding running back. Boy, he's thick, big, and can fly. And can move, too. Yes, yes. sir. So Gaston City in Fort Payne territory. They're at the Fort Payne 42-yard line, first and 10. Just reaching the eight-minute mark until half. Trips receivers near side, tight end on the far side. Waldrop snaps, hands to, fakes to Miller, throws the bubble screen to the right side, number one. He's caught in the backfield, and he goes down. That's a four-yard loss for Fort Payne. Nice pursuit again on the bubble screen to the wide receiver, number one for Gaston City. That is... The Ivy Byers. So it's second down and 13 for Gadsden City at the Fort Payne 45. Nice recovery from the long run by C.J. Miller. Gadsden City looks to the sideline to get the play. Fort Payne down 14 to three. 
Seven and a half minutes left in the first half. Coach Varnador jumping up and down, trying to signal to somebody. Hand off to Miller, up the middle. Nice tackle, and they bring him down for a four-yard gain. You know, it's a four-yard gain, but it feels like they stopped yeah, him at the line of right. scrimmage. So it's going to bring up a third and long for Gadsden City. Third and ten. You cannot arm tackle that cat. 6.50 left in the hat till half. Gadsden City up 14 to three. We've got twins right side, single receiver left side. C.J. Miller in the backfield with Waldrop. Here's the snap. Waldrop drops back, looks left, and he that was a miscommunication with the mm. receiver. That's not a flag. Please. They're going to call an interference play on that, and that ball was not catchable. No. He threw, that was a miscommunication between the quarterback and the receiver. The receiver stopped at the first down sticks, and the, and the quarterback threw it over his head. Looked like it was maybe fade. There's no way that clearly was a miscommunication between the quarterback and the receiver, and it was they, they it give was, it to him. It was so bad that the defensive back and receiver ran into each other, not know it. I mean, wow, just unfortunate. Well, out of all the things they, they gifted him that one, that was not an interference play. That ball was clearly uncatchable, but it's going to be a first down, Gadsden City, on an interference call on third down and ten. And you really can't fault the receiver, the defensive back, Seth no. Williams. There, I mean, he's in good position. He's just I don't know. Okay. Got to get over it. First down and 10. Gadsden City at the Fort Payne 28-yard line. They're moving the ball now. Waldrop checking the play at the line of scrimmage, looking to the sideline to get the play. Miller moves to from his right to his left. They call a timeout, Gadsden City. So we got a timeout with 6.34 left in the first half. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. All right, we are back. Gadsden City on the move. Six minutes, 34 seconds left in the half, leading 14-3. to three. They've got the ball inside the Fort Payne 30-yard line and driving, first and 10. Really, you gotta, you got to be impressed with Fort Payne's ability to stop the bleeding. It was 14 to nothing with, what, five minutes into the ball game. Fort right. Payne fumbled two the ball. scores. Then threw an interception on two consecutive plays. And Gadsden City scored points off of it, but they haven't scored since then. So, Fort Payne defense doing an admirable job holding it to 14. There's a snap. Walter fakes the handoff, throws short. Wide receiver catches the ball, drops to a knee. He's down there. It's a gain of five yards on first down for Gadsden City. Waldrop with a little bit of an unorthodox release. He just kind of catches it and slings it. Really looks, if you've ever watched Baker Mayfield kind of ad lib, it kind of looks like that. Yeah, little Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Second down and five, Gadsden City at the Fort Payne 23-yard line. Waldrop in shotgun formation with C.J. Miller to his left. There's the snap. 
Waldrop drops back, throwing the fade to the left side. He's got a receiver not quite open, but he overthrew him anyway. It'll be third down and five. Gadsden City has picked up several of these third downs. It'll be really nice for Fort Payne to hold them right here. So we have a heat timeout with 5.53 left. Let me tell you a little bit about one of our sponsors. This is a new sponsor, and they gave us a pizza tonight. It was really good. Not your mama's deli. That's what I said. Not your mama's deli. Com um, they gave us that brick oven cooked pizza tonight. It was really good. Opens at 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturdays. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only the fresh ingredients. Live musical entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. Not your mama's deli. Did you get any of that pizza? I missed out on that. No, that's right. Yeah, there's, um, there may be a little bit left. I thought you box. got the last piece. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you gave me that look when I reached in the box. Well, Good-looking pizza, though. Yeah, I don't need to eat much more than the two pieces that I had. Or You'll have to be they doing the – you'll have to do the play-by-play -play in the third quarter. <laughs> it's a third down for Gadsden City. Be a nice to get a stop right here by Fort Payne. Really nice to get a stop right here. Let's go, guys. Miller in the backfield, flanking Waldrop to his left. In shotgun formation, Walter takes the snap, fakes the handoff, throws a little quick, and he catches it. Boy, that's a nice first down, Gadsden City. Fakes the handoff. I don't know if that was a designed RPO or a designed play call or an RPO where he just saw the receiver one-on-one -on -one with Seth Williams. Seth was in good coverage. Yeah, he was. But he just threw it right in front of him, completed it for a first down. Seth Williams on the Looked like it may have been an RPO run pass option on that one where he just saw single coverage and decided to pop it over there to him. In either case, it's a first down Gadsden City at the Fort Payne 16-yard line. Waldrop in shotgun formation. Again, with C.J. Miller. Twins right, single receiver left side, tight end on the right side. Waldrop hands off. No fakes the handoff to Miller. Throws in a little flat, and it's incomplete to the running back. Had him open, but Kobe King was right there. A little bit high. Number 24, Mason Johnson can't come down with it. And there was an ineligible receiver there somewhere, so that's going to be a loss of five yards for Gadsden City if Fort Payne takes it. Coach Elmore trying to decide if he wants to take this penalty or not, ask Coach Prater, do they want to take the play or do they want to take the flag? And they're going to take the, they're going to take the yards. They're pushing them back. So it'll be first down and 15, Gadsden City now. Gadsden City comes in trips formation right side. Tight end left side. Miller in the backfield with Waldrop. It's first and 15. There's the snap. Fakes to Miller. Throws to a wide receiver screen on number one. Catches it and he gains about three yards. Tackle on the play by Kobe King and Bennett Blanks. Kobe King and Bennett Blanks. Nice play by those two guys. They really haven't gotten much on those screens. Fort Payne's done a really good job uh, defensively closing on that. Like you said, Seth had a uh, really good coverage on the backside while I go just a bang-bang play. Yeah. So it's second down and 11, Fort Payne. 4.45 left in the, in the half. Fort Payne down 14-3. Gadsden City in trips formation left side, tight end uh, near side. They're at the 17-yard line at second and 11. Hand off to Miller, looking for running room. Nothing there. 
Gains maybe a yard. It's going to be third down and long. Here we go with a third down again. Really like to see Fort Payne get off the field here. Third and ten with 4.18 left and a half. Alex Aikens just busting through. You know, we, we see how important he is on both sides of the ball. And like last week, I don't, I'm not sure I don't think he played a play the second half due to cramps. Maybe and, right. Uh, huge difference maker. Be interesting to see how they uh, rotate this running back formation now. Dubos is in crutches on the sideline, so hopefully that's not too severe. Gadsden City and Tripp's formation left. Tight end right side. Waldrop drops back. He's looking left side. He throws down the seam. He's got a receiver. He misses him. Overthrows him. Kobe King in good coverage right there. Really not anywhere to put that ball, and it's fourth down. So we'll see what they're going to do. I don't know how good their field goal kicker is. His extra points have looked decent, but it looks like they are going to attempt a field goal here. So good job, Fort Payne, getting off the field on third down. It'll be a... 33-yard field goal attempt by Gabriel Brito. Gabriel 3.43 left in the half. Here's the attempt. There's the snap, low snap. This kick is up. It's away, and it is good. So, with three minutes, 40 seconds left till half, scores now Gadsden City 17, Fort Payne 3. We're going to take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. All right, we are back. Brian Northcutt with Britt Haas. Fort Payne down 17-3 to Gadsden City. Three minutes, 40 seconds left in the half. Really, if you take those two um, turnovers away, there's no telling what this game's going to look like right now. Yes, Fort Payne sure. could very well be very, very close in this game. They've played very well since those two turnovers at least holding Gadsden City and holding their own with them. Here's the kick by Brito. Kick is up. It's a little bit short. It's over to Connor Cash's side. He catches it on the far side. He's coming near side now, looking for a seam. And he is brought down at the 22-yard line. Cash on the return across the 20-yard line. About a 15-yard return by Connor Cash. So let's see what Fort Payne does at running back here with Caden Dubos on the sideline. It is going to be Alex Akins. You know Coach Elmore doesn't want to do this, but he really doesn't have much choice now that Dubos is down. Hopefully, prayerfully, Caden is okay. All right, we got Fort Payne at first and 10 at their own 22-yard line. There's the shift, and Gazza City jumps. There we go. Got right back to it. It's going to be first and five. They did the tight end wing back shift, and Gadsden City jumps. I guess they had forgotten about it. That's probably 
I don't know. What's your estimate on that? Six times? Five? Yeah, it's got. Pro- it looks like I'm thinking five. If they have shifted and Gadsden City has jumped, I wouldn't be surprised they do it again right here. There they go. They shift again. Gadsden City stays. Sawyer Burt, Marcus Ledford move to the other side, to the far side. Barnes snaps. Hands off to Aikens. Nothing there. He loses two yards. It's going to be second down and seven. Aikens to the 26-yard line. Gadsden City's a big athletic team. They've got ball players. Coach Elmore said you're going to really have to try to run at them and try to find some gaps and some seams in there and break through that initial line of scrimmage to gain some yards. So it's second down and eight, Fort Payne. There's the snap. Barnes hands off to Cody this time. He's brought down in the backfield again, another loss of two. It's going to be third down and ten. So all the yardage that they gained on the first down penalty, they have lost on the next two plays, and it's going to be third and long for Fort Payne. Yeah, Gaston City just applying a lot of pressure and just uh, outmanning Fort Payne up front. Sending look stunned a couple of times, but again, you like you said, you, we got to figure out a way to get past that first wave. Yeah, maybe some just some quick uh, hot routes on the edges or anything uh, to get us going. But in the middle is just not working right now. It's third down and eight. I said it was third and ten. It's third and eight. Cody Miller, uh, uh, Skyler Cody, still in the backfield at running back. Barnes takes the snap. He drops back. He's looking right side. Throws into coverage. Sawyer Burke catches it. Boy, that was a risky. He was double covered. He got it in there. It's complete, but it's going to be fourth down. In about three. And now we have a timeout, Gadsden City. They're going to timeout to try to save some time on the clock for maybe another drive. So they take a timeout. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, American Crawl Space LLC. If you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for your family. They're also the sponsor for our scoreboard report after the game from 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, hosted by Chris Dura on WZOB. It's 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. That's again, that's 10 to 11 o'clock tonight, hosted by Chris Dura. The American Crawl Space LLC scoreboard report. Chris is going to have analysis, scores, and even some phone calls calling in. If you want to call in and talk about the game, you can give him a buzz. So two minutes and five seconds left in the half. Gaston City called a timeout to try to save some time on the clock. Four Payne's going to punt from their own 28-yard line. If you take away those two turnovers, assuming Gaston City doesn't score any more points, it's a 3-3 game right now. And uh, really, even even having the ball inside of deep inside of Fort Payne territory, they struggled to get the ball in the end zone. They had it on the two-yard line and couldn't get players in. So, offensively, we got to figure out a way to get something going just to turn the momentum just slightly, even if it's a field goal. Okay, um, hold on now. Fort Payne's in that T formation, that short yardage formation, fourth and five. Okay, they're trying to they're. <laughs> There was a whole bunch of shift in there. They're trying to get Gaza City to jump off sides, and they're going to call a timeout. So Fort Payne calls a timeout. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. 
We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. All right, we're back. Four Payne sends Alec McPherson, Alex McPherson out to punt. Boy, I'd love to see him boot a 75-yard punt right here. Really flip this field and put the Four Payne defense in a good position. Fumble Ruski. <laughs> Maybe so. There's the snap. McPherson on the punt. He gets away. It's a wobbly spiral down to the 30. Caught by Gaza City. They've got room to run. He's breaking left side. He's breaking back towards the middle. He's at the 30, Fort Payne 25, 20, 15. He's taken down at the Fort Payne 13-yard line. Boy, there was a lot of open space right there. A lot of open space, and he broke it loose all the way down to the Fort Payne 13-yard line. Mm, mm, mm. You get an athlete in open space like that, it's tough to bring him down. He was fast, too. Coach Elmore's going to call another timeout, try to regroup his defense and come up with a strategy here. And he also looks like he's going to talk to the official about something. I don't know if there was a block in the back. Boy, he's getting – you don't see Coach Elmore get this animated no. very often, but he's pretty hot right now. Talking to the white hat. I don't know if he saw some penalties there that he thought should have been called. But he's pretty mad. Nevertheless, Fort Payne is in uh, – got their back against the wall here. One minute and 50 seconds left till half. Down 17-3, to Gaston City in business on the Fort Payne 12-yard line. Heisman Brown coming in. Here comes Gadsden City to the line. We got single receiver right, single receiver left, tight end and wing back on the right side. CJ Miller in the backfield in pistol formation behind Luke Waldrop. It's first and 10, 150 left in the half. Waldrop changing the play at the line of scrimmage. There's the snap. Hands the ball to Miller up the middle, and we've got him. There's a flag on the play. Miller, boy, we had him in the backfield, but he still gained two yards down to the 10-yard line. But there's a flag on the play. It's going to be a cut block against Gadsden City. That, I believe, is either, that may be a 15-yarder. Those chop blocks, they don't take too kindly to in high school athletics in Alabama. Yeah, that's a 10-yard penalty. So it's going to be first and 20, Gadsden City. Now they're back out to the Fort Payne 22-yard line. One thirty-nine. clock is running. 
Waldrop looking at the sideline. Gadsden City changing the play. Waldrop calling out the play to his offensive line. There's the snap. Waldrop dropping back. He's going to throw a fade to the left side. Nothing there. Seth Williams in good coverage. He falls down. I hope he's okay. Fell on the concrete. Wow. Coming up limping, but I think he's okay. It's going to be second down and 20. You know, he's not hurt us with the pass very much. Second down and 20, Gadsden City from the Fort Payne 22-yard line. One minute, 19 seconds left in the half. We've got twin receivers topside, twin receivers near side. C.J. Miller in the backfield with Luke Waldrop. Here's the snap. Waldrop dropping back, looking right side. He's got a screen set up to Miller up the middle, and he drops it. He just dropped it. That really wasn't a screen either. They were downfield. Could have been a flag on that for receiver downfield, for lineman downfield. I've never seen a screen thrown four yards down the field. So it's third down and long. Once again, Fort Payne's defense put themselves in a position. I think they did call that. They did call an eligible receiver downfield. That was a the offensive line, and the running back got too far down the field when they threw the ball, but Fort Payne's going to decline it. So they'll take the play. It's third down and long, very long. Got a So Gadsden City, an empty formation. C.J. Miller as the third receiver down on this near side. Luke Waldrop's in empty behind the center and shotgun. There's the snap. Waldrop drops back, looks down the middle. He's got a receiver open. He catches it at the five. He's moving, takes the ball into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, there's, there's – yeah. So, uh, an empty formation. Waldrop finds Kamari Smith in the middle of the field. Just settled in the middle of the field, caught it, made one man miss, scored a touchdown. C.J. Miller gets a uh, penalty as Walter, as uh, Smith goes into the end zone. I don't think that's going to affect the touchdown. That should be after the play. So we'll see. That's a personal foul. That targeting. Yeah. Personal foul against Gaston City. Okay. So I know that recently they've been trying to change some of the rules to affect plays. That is actually going to affect the touchdown. Normally, in pass, that would be a dead ball assessed on the kickoff. But because it happened before the play ended, it's actually assessed and the touchdown is taken off the board, which puts uh, Gadsden City in a terrible position. They're going to be third down and 30 from their own 33-yard line. Because Miller hit a Fort Payne player. That likely did, was, was out of the play. Yeah, it had nothing play. to do with the play. The score was already going to happen. He was just going to get an extra lick in. And now they're walking it back for some reason. I'm not sure what that is. Okay, it's from – okay, I guess it's a spot foul. So it, the penalty is assessed from where Miller hit the Fort Payne defender. I think that may have been uh, Bennett Blanks. Did he hit? 
In either case, it's third down and ten again, so the, the touchdown's taken away. It's one minute, five seconds left, third and ten. Another opportunity for Fort Payne to get off the field, and there's a timeout, Fort Payne. And Coach Elmore's saying something else to the official here. Boy, we need somebody down there knowing what's going on. Coach Elmore was talking to the line judge, who's now talking to the white hat. I'm not sure what was going on there. And he's going to go talk to somebody else. I'm not sure what happened there. In either case, Fort Payne called a timeout. Coach Elmore's trying to get some answer out there to some question that he has. Maybe we can find out when we talk to him at halftime. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Gourmet Baskets, Personalized Printing Gifts. Stock up on Auburn and Alabama party wear, perfect for your next game day gathering, located on Galt Avenue in North Fort Payne. So we're trying to figure out, I have no idea what they could be talking about, but now the coaches are, the officials are over there talking to Coach Smith, presumably about what Coach Elmore was talking to them about. Coach Smith doesn't look as any happy either. Coach Elmore standing about at the hash, and he looks like he's waiting for an answer to the question he gave. And Coach Smith doesn't look happy. Tell you what let's do. This is going to take a little longer. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Okay, we're back. Maybe we have an answer. It looked like they had the chains marked wrong. So now it's instead of a third and 10, it's a third and 13, Gadsden City, from the Fort Payne 16-yard line. Empty formation. Now we got another timeout. I guess they wanted to see. Maybe this timeout was just to see what the formation was going to be on this third down since there's only a minute and five seconds left. A lot of stoppage in play tonight. So, had a lot of penalties, a lot of turnovers, a lot of questions. This has been a, an interesting first half of football. So, Gadsden City is going to have a third and 14 from the Fort Payne 17-yard line. Coach Elmore still talking to the official. So now no timeouts left for either team. It's a minute and five seconds. 
remaining in the half. Gadsden City breaks from the sideline, and they're coming on the field. Four Payne's ready for them. Looks like they're still going to stay in that empty formation. Got Trips receivers near side. Twin receivers top side. Miller's on this near side. Waldrop's in shotgun by himself in the backfield. It's third and 14. Waldrop checking the play at the line of scrimmage. There's the snap. He drops back. He's looking. He's under pressure, and they got him. Now he throws it away. Well, he I don't, thought they had him brought down, but he was able to get his arm loose to try to hit a receiver on the left side. Fortunately, Fort Payne had enough of a grip on him that the pass fell to the ground incomplete. So it's fourth down. Now Gadsden City's got to make a decision. I would assume they would kick here, and it looks like that's what they're going to do. So Fort Payne holds again inside their own red zone for another Gadsden City field goal attempt. Really impressed with the defense. Um, they have they have given up big plays, but they have also not given up a lot of scores. They've battled. They've battled hard. So here's a field goal attempt by Brito. Low snap. Here's the kick. It's away. It is up, and it is good. So with 53 seconds left in the half, it's Gadsden City 20, Fort Payne 3. Let's take a 30-second break. You're listening to Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Welcome back to Fort Payne Wildcat football. Fort Payne down 20 to 3. Nearing halftime against Gadsden City. Skyler Cody deep formation for Fort Payne. He's flanked to his right by Connor Cash and to his left by Ricky Adame. Gabriel Brito to kick for Gaston City. Here comes the kick. Brito approaches the ball. It kicks away. It's going to come down to the five-yard line to Cody. He catches it, comes near side, trying to find the corner. And he goes out of bounds at the 18-yard line. Four Payne will have the ball first and 10 from their own 18 with 46 seconds left. On the have to imagine they're going to run this clock out, but I don't Ronnie know. The they may try to get something. What do you think Fort Payne needs to do, Britt? I still say, you know, of course we need to score some points, but we need to get something going to First carry over into the second half 18. offensively. We've been a play short. You know, we've had the, uh, a couple of passes that's been knocked down, and uh, I know it's kind of thrown a little loop in with Caden out on crutches over here and, and – uh, Aiken's doing double duty, and mm -hmm. you know, like you said, you hit him. Made a good point earlier about uh, Prater defensively. You can't take him off that side of the ball, so it's kind of hampered us a little bit offensively. First down play, ball given to Aiken's on the right side. He's looking for a hole. Gains about five. 
It'll be second down and five. No timeouts left, so the clock's going to run. If Fort Payne chooses, they don't have to run another play. Skyler Cody comes in to running back. Aikens out. Can't tell if Fort Payne's going to try to run another play. Looks like they don't have to. But they are. Snap to Barnes. Hands to Skyler Cody. And he's brought down at the line of scrimmage. Flag on the play. Cody yes, the city the player loses his helmet. Flags on the play. See what this is. Illegal participation. I believe the rule in high school is that once you lose that helmet, you can't continue to pursue the play. You have to ease up. So that may be what they called there. An illegal participation on the defensive lineman. Lost his helmet and then continued on to the tackle. That's a big penalty. Only 5.6 seconds left, so I'm not sure it's going to help for Payne all that much. But the ball's out to their own 38-yard line. It'll be first and 10. The clock will start on the snap. Fort Payne and Twins receivers top side, twin receivers near side. Skylar Cody in it running back. Here's the snap to Barnes. He drops back. He's looking left side. Throws to the flats to Marcus Ledford. He's got it, receives it, steps out of bounds. There's the end of the first half. So Fort Payne down. 20 to 3 at halftime. Really could be a lot closer. But uh, anyway, that's the end of the half. We're going to take a 90 second break. When we come back, we're going to have a scoring update, a high school scoring update with CC Gifford for FPTV, Twin City Auto. We'll be back in 90 seconds. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we'll tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we've got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good low mileage stuff. Uh, Plenty of banks, they're lending lots of money right now, so you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama, and give us a call, 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? At BobbyLedbetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com, locally owned and operated in Fort Payne.
Seattle Blacksmiths FBTV, and this is the Twin City Auto Scoring Update. Fort Payne is behind by three while Gadsden is winning by 17. Arab and Gunterville are tied at 0 to 0. Oxford is ahead by 10 while Pleasant Grove is three points behind by seven. Sparksman is, win is winning. Thompson is winning by 21. While Sparksman is behind at zero. Who? Hey, who's Sparks? Uh, who's Sparksman playing right now? Sparks. Sparkman is playing Thompson. Okay. Okay. Go on. Pell City is, and Leeds is tied at zero to zero. While Scott and Scottsboro is at behind by zero. While Mad Madison Academy is by ahead by 21. Southside is winning by 31. While Hoax Bluff is behind by zero. And that is the final score. Wow, that's a final? Yeah, that's a final. Wow. Plainview is ahead by eight, while Eider is behind by zero, seven. So As Plainview is leading Eider? Yep. Okay. Asbury-Madison County's game got canceled, and section, is at, section and Valley Head are tied. What's the score? Zero to zero. Gotcha. Falkville is winning with, with seven, while Danville is still down by zero. Collinsville and Crossville are tied by zero to zero. Isabel and Mapesville are tied by zero to zero. Sachs is up by 24, while Talladega is down by zero. Boaz and Madison County's game got canceled. Cedar Bluff is down by zero, while Spring Garden is winning by 40, and that is the final score. Glencoe, is, Glencoe and Randolph School is tied by zero to zero. Cherokee County is down by zero, while Piedmont is winning by 14. Pisgah is behind by six, while Sand Rock is ahead by 20. Sylvania is winning by 22, while Sardis is behind by eight. Geraldine and Westminster are tied by zero to zero. Thank so you. is that all I, the scores you got for tonight? Those are the scores I've got for the halftime. I'll be back at the end of the game for the conclusional scores. Uh, hey, uh, talk to me a little bit about FPTV. FPTV is a fun um, place for students to learn about cameras, editing, and how to be a part of a team. Okay, so uh, talk to me about Mr. Black. I hear he's a pretty tough guy. Mr. Black <laughs> is a very inspiring teacher. Uh, yeah, by the way, uh, this is Mr. Black on the mic. Uh, <laughs> I hardly ever get on the mic during these broadcasts. Uh, but Cece, is, uh, this is your second course with us is that right yes this is okay what is the most favorite thing about the class what do you like more than anything out of the work that you've been doing explain uh, repeat that please okay so you've, you've been in my class twice now and actually your first year you placed what in state competition I placed second for editing you placed second for editing and video production yep your first year Yep. Uh, you know how good that is? That's really good, Cece. I'm, I'm guessing it's pretty good. Uh, it's very good. Uh, it's very rare for a first-year student to even enter a competition, let alone place. And I think you and Whitten were a team on that. Is that correct? Uh, what? Was it was it you and Whitten? Is that who it was? It was me and Whitten Blackwell. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And uh, y'all did an awesome job. Uh, so, have you learned anything about operating cameras or any of that? Did we, have we got there with you on that yet? 
Truth to be told, before I joined this class, I didn't know anything about cameras until you taught me all the thing, all the settings and everything. So you're, I mean, you basically can take a broadcast camera now and run it in manual mode. Is that right? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's right. It better be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, this guy, what's the score here? Now, you know, let me explain something, okay? When we're up here in the booth, there is so many things going on. Miss Mason's over here just like a wild person on the, the TriCaster talking to 50 different people at the same time. Yeah. I'm in another room trying to keep work on the radio side and help them with some technical issues they're having. It's rare that I even know what the score is at the end of the game. I, and I honestly, right now, I do not know what score is. What is the score? Score in, on our game? Yeah, what, look at the scoreboard. Uh, uh, four Payne's at three while Gadsden is at 14. Okay, I mean so, 17. so technically that would be Gadsden City is leading Fort Payne 14 to three. Is that right? No, uh, the score had to be changed. I We weren't able to change that on the scoreboard in time. Uh, Gadsden got 17 before we could change okay, it. Okay, so is it 17 to three? Yes, yeah, 17 to three. Okay, so Gadsden City's leading Fort Payne 17 to three. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to go to a commercial break, and we'll be back in 90 seconds. Thank you, CC. You're welcome. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we'll tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we've got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good low mileage stuff. Uh, Plenty of banks that are lending lots of money right now, so you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama, and give us a call 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? 
at bobbyledbetter.com or twincityusedcars.com. Locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. And we're back here at Fort Payne High School where Fort Payne is playing Gadsden City and we have got Webb Mason on the sidelines. Hey Webb. Hey, how you doing up there? I am doing good Webb. So what have you been doing the first half of this game? I've been mostly flying the drone down here on the right end of the football field, getting some plays for the teams so they can practice and review them and uh, learn from them. So you do that every week? Uh, yes. Now, that's not the only thing you do. What did you do earlier today? Um, I mainly set up all the equipment for the whole entire game. Yep. Uh, everything that's going up on, going on up there, all the mics and stuff, I set up all that stuff before beforehand. Webb, you're an awesome person. Do you know that? Uh, I get told that a lot, yeah. <laughs> and he's modest, too, folks. Uh, so, Webb, tomorrow... First time ever we're doing a live coaches show from Twin City. Talk about that just a little bit. So what it is, it's going to be on site. It's going to be the uh, the lot beside Walmart, and uh, we're basically going to interview Coach Elmore, and we're going to interview some other coaches from the county. Yeah, we're actually interviewing uh, Coach T uh, Tyler Van from Sylvania. Yes, sir, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun because it's going to be a longer segment than what we used to do on Thursdays, and we're going to get to talk to players, coaches, and uh, we're going to get out there a little bit more with it, I think. Awesome, Webb. Hey, thank you. We're going to get ready now for the Fort Payne High School Marching Band. Thank you so much.
behalf of Superintendent Brian Jett and Principal Patrick Barnes, Fort Payne City Schools would like to welcome the Fort Payne Wildcat band to the field. Under the leadership of drum majors Emily Benfield and Gabe Hardinger, the band will be performing their 2021 show inspired by the music of Michael Jackson, including Thriller and Bad. Featuring soloist Reese Pugh, as well as the Jackson 5 medley of I'll Be There, I Want You Back, and ABC. Ladies and gentlemen, soloist Nathan Hunt.
your Fort Payne Wildcat Band. The Wildcat Band is under the leadership of director Ian Pass, assistant director Elena Garrett, with assistance from Jay Garrett, Alex Jacobs, and Okay, we're going to take a one-minute timeout. We're going to come back and try to find Coach Elmore. One-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. And I want to tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we've got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars and uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good mi low mileage stuff, uh, plenty of banks that are lending lots of money right now. So you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama. And give us a call 256-844-2210 or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? at BobbyLedbetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com, locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. All right, Coach Elmore is getting the headset on. Coach, can you hear us? Yes. Uh, Rough start, two turnovers, two series, but it looked like your defense settled down, your offense settled down. Just got to move the football a little bit, but you guys got back in the ball game except for those two scores. Yeah, this, the defense has played probably as well as we could play, um, but we just, like you said, we gave them the ball on the 20 or 25 or whatever it was and give it to them on the two. So, I mean, you can't stop them there. Uh, and then other than that, we've only given up two field goals, and, and both of those were kind of penalty-aided. So, uh, I, I'm proud of our defense. I like they play well. We've done some good things on, on offense. You know, losing Dubos early for the night has, has, has put us in a little bit of a bind. It's one less back we got. And, uh, but we've moved the ball. It's a tough defense. They, they got good players, and uh, it's tough to throw on them. And we just got to try to find a way to throw something here in the second half to loosen them up a little bit because we have have done a few good things on offense. Just hadn't sustained the drive yet. Yep. Can you give us any update on Caden and the, the severity of his injury? We don't think it's anything uh, serious as far as uh, the end of the year, but he's, he's done for the night. But we'll just we'll take a look at him. Or they'll, they'll evaluate him uh, uh, tonight and tomorrow, and hopefully he'll be back soon. But uh, he's definitely done for tonight. Coach, we talk about getting things done, going on offense. What do you feel like you'll, you need to do in the second half? What can you do with Caden out? 
Ah, that's a great question. I mean, the stuff we did in the, in the first half was was good at times. We just got to we got to sustain blocks, and I know that sounds like a, a kind of a cop out, but the bottom line is you got to we got to block them a little bit better, and they're tough to block. Um, and then when we do throw it, we got to be accurate, uh, and we got to run great routes because the windows are so tight out there with them; they just cover so well. So uh, we've done a good job with some of our shifts and motions, and gotten some free five yards, which was big. Uh, but they've kind of caught on to that. We're going to have to line up and execute here in the second half and see if we can't uh, move the ball down the field. Okay. Thanks, Coach. Thanks. Good luck. All right. All right. So there you hear it from Coach Elmore. I really wanted to ask him about the end of that half and what was going on with the officials, but maybe we'll get an answer to that later. So we're getting ready. Fort Payne's coming off the field for warm-ups. Gadsden City's still doing a little bit of warm-ups. We've got a little bit of time left before the uh, second half kick. I agree with Coach there. It's they're, they're so athletic, Britt. Yeah, they are. And, you know, he made a good point, too. We've got to stick with some blocks up front somehow, some way, just to give us a little more time to develop plays, uh, even the, the, the more inter, the intermediate routes, mm -hmm. so to speak, because of the hotter routes. They're closing down on us so quick, but just a, just a super athletic team, and uh, we're still in this thing. Yeah, Fort Payne has, has put together drives. Now, albeit some of it's been penalty-related, and as Coach Elmore said, uh, Gaston City seems to be catching on to that. Uh, you would expect to see them be a little bit more disciplined with those shifts in the second half. But they've moved the ball even without penalties. They've, they've thrown some completions. They've, thrown, they've ran. Uh, Alex Aikens had a good run. Uh, Skylar Cody had a good run. Um, we've, we've moved the ball in spurts, and he's been creative with his uh, shifts and with his formations, some new formations that we haven't seen before. But he's right. He's just, at, at the end of the day, it's blocking, tackling, moving the ball, moving the chains. And, um, boy, that's a, just, just a good Gadsden City. They're so athletic. They are. And we've got, you know, we have such good depth offensively, especially in the backfield. But you factor in uh, Aikens and Prater defensively, and Coach told us uh, in the pregame show, um, you can't go to that too early because he felt like that's what happened last week with the cramps. Yeah, yeah. So we're getting set for the second half kick. Four Payne will kick uh, on this half. Gaston City will receive. Four Payne's going to kick from our right to our left. Alex McPherson out. Gaston City sends. Boy, those jerseys are difficult to read. Uh, Gaston City sends out number one, the Ivy Byers. And I cannot make out the other number. I'll tell you what, for calling a football game, those jerseys are terrible looking. You can't read yeah, the numbers. tough. So here we go. Third, start of the third quarter. Here comes the kick by Alex McPherson, and it is bombed. It's deep, deep, deep. He may have made it through the uprights. He did. He split the uprights on that one. So Gaston City will start at the 20-yard line first and 10. See what the Fort Payne defense can come out and continue to maintain some of that momentum that they had in the first half. Really, uh, sustained drives only gave up six points. The other two touchdowns were on very short Gadsden City drives, 15 yards and three yards to be specific. So here we go. Gadsden City in a first and 10 on the Fort Payne 20. Luke Waldrop, quarterback. C.J. Miller at the running back. Got split uh, twin receivers, near side, single receiver, far side. Looking to the sideline is Waldrop. There's the snap. Hands, no fakes to Miller. 
Throws to the receiver to the left side. He's got room, and there he, he's going to the 50. He's at the 45, 40, 35, 30, 25. Kobe King catches him. Nice run down by Kobe King, but it's a long game for Gadsden City on the first play of the game, first play of the half, down to Fort Payne, 12-yard line. Looked, uh, looked again like maybe that RPO where he uh, had the play call to the running back, C.J. Miller, and then pops up to the wide receiver on a little slant, and he breaks it up the middle for a long gain. Gadsden City, one play is in business inside the Fort Payne 15-yard line. Yeah, first half we see it's quite a few passes, uh, but uh, none of them catchable. Yeah. And uh, you see what happens when he gets it to his playmakers. They, they can make plays for sure. It's really hard to stop that. I mean, I, I'm not yeah. exactly sure. Unless you break on it. If you break on it, yeah. then they're going to do something else. So, anyway, Gadsden City, first and ten on the 12-yard line. There's the snap. Hands the ball to Miller. He's met in the backfield by Harrell. Excuse me, Hayden Presley. Hayden Presley got – passed his block and met C.J. Miller in the backfield. That's a four-yard loss for Gadsden City on first down. So, again, these are, this is the same theme for the last three weeks for the four-pane defense. These big plays are just putting them behind the eight ball and, uh, and not in a bad position. And generally they're playing well. They're just giving up big plays. Which that seems kind of a uh, – Oxymoron. Well, and two two uh, quality teams for sure. I mean, as good yeah. a teams as you'll see. All right, it's second and 14. Waldrop sends Miller out into motion on the flats. He's looking for – oh, it's – oh, Hayden Presley tips the screen pass and almost picks it off. Nice play by Hayden Presley. Third down, 14. Not sure the design of that play call. Miller went into a motion out of the backfield to the right side. Waldrop popped up and looked like it was a screen, but I couldn't tell who was getting the screen. So it's third down and 14, Gadsden City, 10-45, left in the third quarter. They're leading 20-3. Really like to see Fort Payne have a solid half of football and just make some kind of dent into the score and just be um, – getting better in this half. Empty backfield, Waldrop drops back, looks right side, throws over seam, and the receiver didn't even look. Not sure who he was throwing to there, but it's incomplete and it's fourth down. So the Fort Payne defense gives up a big play on first down, but then holds. Gadsden City will have a field goal attempt. Really like the fight of this Fort Payne defense. And, and really, you got to credit Kobe King on this because he could have easily oh, yeah. given up on that play, and he, he runs down that receiver. That receiver had the angle, and uh, he was out ahead of him, and Kobe ran him down. So he'll field goal attempt by Gabriel Brito. 33-yard field goal attempt. There's the snap, the hold, the kick is away. The kick is no good. No good. So Fort Payne defense holds after the big play on first down. Nice hold by the defense, and the field goal is no good. Fort Payne takes over at the 20-yard line. Yeah, like you said, that play by Kobe King, it gets bigger and bigger as it, it goes right on. And uh, Coach Elmore uh, satisfied with this defense. You know, the couple of, giving up a couple of big plays, which is going to happen. But offensively, we've just got to figure out a way to get something yeah. going. Agreed, agreed. So the Fort Payne defense hands it to the offense. No points scored on that drive. Could have very easily gone down 27-3. to They do not. Missed the field goal. Now Fort Payne starts on their own 20, first and 10. Jake Barnes under center. Looks like Skylar Cody in the backfield. 
Here's the snap. Barnes hands to Cody. Up the middle, gains five, five yards on first down. Nice run. Second down and five. I think people think we're the PA guys over here. <laughs> so we're not the PA guys. We have no idea whose debits cards got turned in. Here we go, Fort Payne second and five on their own 25-yard line. Barnes again under center. Adame in motion to this side. Ball hands off to Skylar Cody up the middle. No, no, nothing there. Gadsden defense swarming, and it's going to be a one-yard loss. So it'll be third down and six. So Fort Payne going under center the first two plays of the second half. Let's see what Coach Elmore dials up on third down. 9.37 left in the first half. Clock's running. Fort Payne down 20 to 3. We've got trips receivers near side, single receiver far side. Barnes back in shotgun formation. He drops back. He's looking down the left side, throws mm -hmm. the ball up. He didn't need to do that. Intercepted. Intercepted by Gadsden City at the 40-yard line. It looked like he just threw that up for grabs. And, um, man, just not a good decision by Jake Barnes on that play. Not sure what he saw. And Coach Elmore's he's trying to explain to Coach Elmore what he saw, but what he thought he saw was not there. So Fort Payne turns it over on third down. Gadsden City takes over inside Fort Payne territory at Fort Payne's 39-yard line. That looked like a just a jump ball fade. Yeah. And I'm not sure what, what Jake saw on that. I think it came off his hand wrong, too, and it, it caused it to shorten up. But yeah, most maybe. definitely, you don't throw that ball against this defense. Yeah. So, Gadsden City's got the ball now. Fort Payne 39-yard line, Waldrop in shotgun formation. There's a snap, fakes the handoff. Those are wide receivers. Uh, bubble screen, Kobe King making good. Good rundown by Kobe King. He, he catches it for a two-yard gain. There's a flag on the play. Coach Elmore said Kobe King is just too smart to keep off the field. He's so intelligent. He understands the defense. And he showed on that last series he's got some speed, yeah, too. He has some speed. So that was nice. Disregard the flag. All right, they pull, pick the flag up, so it's going to be second down and nine. Gadsden City at the Fort Payne 38-yard line. Fort Payne calling on its defense to get another stop. Looks like we have a little drizzle of rain right now. Wish we could get some of that up here in this press box. Gaston comes out, twins right, twins left. Waldrop in shotgun with C.J. Miller to his left. There's the snap. Hands off to Miller up the middle. He makes one man miss, makes two man miss. He bumbles and stumbles down to almost a first down. He's going to be about a yard short. Third and one, Gadsden City. Well, he just falls forward and moves the pile. Third down and a yard. 8.33 left in the third quarter. Gadsden City on the move inside Fort Payne territory. Looks like a wholesale change here. Four guys in, four guys out. Gadsden City in the huddle. They come break and come in a real tight formation. Waldrop's going to go under center. Looks like a power set. Third and one. There's the snap. Hands to Miller. Somebody called timeout. There's a stop of play. Let's see what the call is. It's a flag on the far side. I can see it now. I didn't see it before. 
We've got a dead ball. False start by Gadsden City. That'll put him in third and six. So that helps out the Fort Payne defense. Bronson Laney comes in for, or had come in for the gold line package. He's now back out. Fort Payne goes back to their base defense. Gaston City now goes back to their traditional set, two by two, two receivers left side, two receivers right. Waldrop in shotgun, flanked by Miller. There's the snap. Waldrop looks left side. Almost tipped by Bennett Blanks, and it's outside the receiver's grasp. Incomplete. It'll be fourth down. Good defense on that play. Gadsden City receivers down on the play. I'm not sure what happened there. That's a cramp. Well, we know about that. Well, that's one thing we can say tonight, Britt. We had not seen cramps no. like we did last week. So whatever they worked on last week has helped out. It seems as though Skylar Cody on offense has been helpful, too, to give Alex Aiken some break and not have to have Daryl Prater. I don't think Daryl's run any tailback in the second half. It's fourth down and six, Gadsden City. They're in punt formation. Fort Payne's going to play it safe. They keep their defense on the field. Nobody in, uh, in the back to return. So they're just going to make sure that this punt gets kicked. Still waiting on that receiver. He's still down over there. Take that long to work out a cramp? Apparently so. Well, while they're stretching that guy out, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, Patterson Music and Jewelry. Did you know that you can rent band instruments at Patterson's? Dan and Marie sell and service a variety of musical instruments and sound equipment. Drop by to see their beautiful selection of jewelry or have yours cleaned. Located in historic downtown Fort Payne. All right, they got the receiver off the field. It's fourth down and seven, Gadsden City. They're punting from... Fort Payne's 41-yard line. Fort Payne in a base formation, base defense, don't have anybody back to return. Just playing it punt safe. There's the snap. Here's the punt. It's away. It's an end-over-end kick. It's going to land on Fort Payne's 18-yard line and take a Gadsden City bounce, and, boy, it's a Gadsden City bounce. It's down inside the five to the three-yard line. So Fort Payne will take over deep, deep in their own territory. Mason Johnson down from We'll see who they send out now. So four Payne backed up, not where you want them to be. And they're going to bring out Alex Akins at running back. We'll see how they line up to deep inside their own territory. They're going to go with the traditional tight end set. Ledford's a wing off of Sawyer at the tight end spot. Adame top side, Connor Cash near side. Jake Barnes is under center. Alex Aikens in the backfield. See what Four Payne dials up on first down and 10. Hand the ball to Aikens up the middle. He pushes, maybe got two yards. Be second down and eight. So Four Payne just trying to get a little bit of breathing room here. 7.32 left and clock running in the third quarter. Four Payne down 20 to three. 
Barnes goes back into shotgun with Aikens in pistol formation behind him. Fort Payne shifts, tried to draw a guess in City offsides. They don't jump. Well, nope. Fort Payne moved. Gadsden City was pointing at one of our players, and the official on the far side said he saw it too, so Fort Payne gets penalized. The illegal procedure backs it back up to the three-yard line, so it'll be back to second and ten for Fort Payne. So the shift that time worked against Fort Payne. Fort Payne's going to stay in the shotgun. Nope. Barnes goes under center. There's the snap. Hands to Aikens left side. He's trying to get the corner. He gets a little bit of the corner. Cuts it back upfield. Boy, hard run, and he gets close to a first down. He's going to be a, it's going to be second or third and three. Fort Payne, nice run by Alex Aikens. Good run by Alex. Just a hard run here this near side. Good cut. Yeah, showed a little shiftiness there. I mean, it, it – he looked like he was going to try to get the corner and then cut back underneath. And it's going to be third down and two. Fort Payne brings in uh, Daryl Prater for the third down. you got to believe Gadsden City is going to key on him. They also bring in Heisman Brown. Looks like this is going to be that heavy set. Short yardage. Yep, here comes that T formation. Now Bennett Blakes is on Daryl Prater's right side. This is that T formation we saw last week. They hand it to Prater up the middle, and he gets the first down. Nice run. Nice run by Fort Payne on third down and short. Out to the 15-yard line. Fort Payne moving a little bit of the football. 6-13 left. In the third quarter, Fort Payne down 20-3. If this clock runs down below six, we should be going to a heat timeout in just a few seconds once they put the ball in play. Going down to six minutes. They're going to let this play run. I guess it'll be after this play. Connor Cash in motion to the far side of the field. Hand off to Alex Akins, and he is dropped for no gain. So we're going to have heat timeout now. 5:48 left in the third quarter. Let's take a one-minute break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we are back. Brian Northcutt, Britt Haas, Wildcat Stadium on the beautiful campus of Fort Payne High School. It's 20-3, Gadsden City, 546 uh, left in the third quarter. See, Britt, I can't say anything tonight. I'm, I'm struggling. It's so get you hot in this press box, guys. All right, it's second down and 10. Fort Payne gives to Alex Akins off left side. He's got some running room. 
He gets all the way down to the Fort Payne 27. That's going to be a first down Fort Payne. So Fort Payne's found a little running lanes, some running lanes, and they gain another first down. So this drive started at their own three, and they have worked themselves out to their own 29-yard line. So making some moves. You know, we talked about the importance of Alex Aiken's own defense, but when you get into, you know, we're still at 20-3, to 3, it's time to pull him off the defense and, and get him in, involved in this offense and right. find somebody to replace him. Yep. All right, this has got a wing T look. This is like an old wing T offense. And there's the trap to, to uh, Daryl Prater up the middle. He is oh, – drops the ball, but they call him down. He gains eight yards. That is a – and Coach Elmore talked to me a little bit about this. said, watching film – he noticed that Etowah would get in a wing T offense, and that was the only time that they moved the football. He said he wasn't sure that his guys were ready for that this week, but that was a wing T set right, right there and just a trap with a fake to the sweep for you guys who know the old wing T offense. When I coached at Opelika, that's what we ran for five years. So I know it well. Yeah, super hard to defend. It is. Right. So they ran a trap up the middle for eight yards with uh, Daryl Prater. So maybe they're going to stick with this. He said that, that that was the only thing that he saw that Etowah did last week to Gadsden City that actually moved the football. So let's see if they stay in it. Yep, it's a wing T set. Yep, Bennett Blake's at the wing back. And we've got a stop in play, and it looks like Fort Payne. No, Gadsden City's going to call a timeout. It looks like they're going to have to figure out how to defend this. Let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. All right, we're back. So uh, it looks like, uh, as I mentioned, with my meeting with Coach Elmore, he said that in the uh, film that they looked at with Etowah last week, that the only thing that gave Gadsden City some trouble was a traditional wing T set. That's where you got a fullback, you got a quarterback's under center, you got a fullback behind him, a tailback offset that, and you got a tight end and a wingback. That's the set Fort Payne's running right now, and Gadsden City had to call a timeout. I don't know if they're going to try to adjust to this now. But it looks like Fort Payne's probably going to stick with that. Now they're going back to the T. This is the T formation from last week that they used to move the ball down the field against Athens. This is second and two. There's the snap. Give to Aikens. Right, left side. He catches first down, five yards. First down, Fort Payne. They cross the 40-yard line to the 43. It's going to be first and 10, 429, and the clock's running in the third quarter. Well, Fort Payne feeling just, you know, starting to feel a sense of urgency here. So we're trying things. And Alex, again, with a great run and uh, uh, good execution by the Wildcats. So it's first and 10, Fort Payne. They're making some strides here, some way, finding some ways to move the football. Again, in the T formation, this is two tight ends, fullback, two tailbacks to either side of the fullback. Barnes is under center. He takes a snap. He rolls left. He's got a pass off of this. He throws and it just has to throw it away. So I talked with Coach Elmore about having some kind of pass plays off of this, and it looked like that's what they set up there just to try to keep Gadsden City honest. And But uh, they, they, did, they 
they read that and covered it. So nothing there, second down and 10. Second and 10, Fort Payne from their own 43-yard line. Now they're back in the wing, wing T set. Bennett Blanks is the wing back. There's the snap. Akins takes the ball left side. That's a sweep. He runs and gains. He's still on his feet. Daryl Prater picks him up, and he gains 15 yards for a first down. Akins was going down. Daryl Prater caught him as he was falling, picked him back up on his feet, and shoved him forward for another 10-yard gain. I don't think Alex's feet touched the ground for about three yards, did it? <laughs> looked like, looked like Daryl used Alex as the football and ran him three yards and then dropped him off and let him run the rest of it. So Fort Payne is in business moving the football. Remember, this drive started on their own three-yard line, and now they're on Gadsden City's 40. Gadsden City's going to call, I believe they called another timeout. They did. So they only have one timeout left. I tell you what, if Fort Payne can score on this drive, it's 20 to 10. Yeah. You never know what can happen. Let me tell you about one of our sponsors, and they brought us a pizza tonight. It was outstanding. Not Your Mama's Deli. Open at uh, 5 p.m. Wednesdays through Saturday. Stop by for delicious sandwiches, fire brick oven pizzas, pepper jack cheese sticks, and more. Made with only fresh ingredients. Live music entertainment on Fridays and Saturdays till 2 a.m. Great idea for after the game. That's Not Your Mama's Deli. So Coach Elmore definitely has found something that's working right now. And you'd have to believe they're going to stick with this for as long as it keeps working. That's the ingenuity we were talking about before the game. I just really admire it. You just got guys who can see the field, understand what somebody's trying to do, and then have something ready to play off of that. And it seems that Coach Elmore has a knack for being able to do that. The personnel looks like it's going to be that T formation. Heisman Brown comes in as an extra blocker. He must be the other tight end to help block. <clears throat> Alex Aikens in, Daryl Prater in. I would assume Bennett Blanks. Yep, Bennett Blanks. No, we're going. Uh, this is a, wow, what is this? Okay, we're flipped. We're wrong side. Everybody's whole offensive line had to shift. Bain Barentine needs to get set. And now Fort Payne has to call a timeout. They got confused on what the play call was and everybody was on the wrong side, so Coach Elmore has to use a timeout. The scoreboard says that Gadsden City has two timeouts, but they've called two timeouts on this series, I believe. So anyway, Fort Payne in a timeout now, and Coach Elmore is doing some coaching. He's getting a little bit animated down there towards his offensive line. You got to hand it to those big boys. They've been moving the they've been moving the pile on this drive. Four paint started on its own 3 and now is on the Gadsden City 40. Really like to see them keep moving the ball here. You know coach Parnell has got Parnell has got to be uh, loving this. Offensive line coaches love it when you sit there and go smash mouth. So still in the timeout, 3.08 left in the third quarter. Fort Payne down 20 to three. This drive started with seven minutes left. So this has been a four minute drive, giving your defense some rest, keeping Gadsden City's offense off the field. 
which helps keep them off rhythm. Four paint comes, and they're overloaded on the right side. They got everybody right side. They got tackle over, and this is a wing T set. Wing T set. You got extra blocker over there, and they're going to run the trap to Daryl Prater up the middle. Nobody there. Defensive nose guard just runs through the line and tackles Daryl. No gain. It's going to be actually lost two yards for second and 12. Fort Payne. Fort Payne is, is running a lot of non-traditional sets. Now they're going to go back to their base, which is Twins receivers right side. Barnes is back in shotgun. Aikens to his left. Twin receivers left side. He fakes the handoff to Aikens. Looks long left side. He's got Connor Cash in single coverage. Throws it up. Connor Cash makes the catch at the eight-yard line. That was covered well. No reason for Connor Cash to make that catch, and he makes it anyway. Great catch by Connor. Four Payne's in business down at the Gadsden City eight-yard line. We've got a stoppage in play for some reason. Ineligible receiver downfield. So that's going to come back. I don't know who that was. It's from the far sideline, so you'd have to assume that maybe your slot receiver was not off the line of scrimmage. Is the only thing I can think of. Man, that's tough. Fort Payne mixing it up just enough to get mm. that, up, make that play work and uh, stuff look. Yeah. The only thing that could have been is if Sawyer Burt was the tight end, then Adame's got to be off the line of scrimmage to make Sawyer Burt eligible. And if he's if that official perceives him to be on the line of scrimmage, then Sawyer Burt's ineligible. So now Fort Payne's backed up to his own 45-yard line. Second down and 16. Don't need penalties like that. So they're back in. They've got two tight ends, Ledford and Burt. Two wideouts, Adame and Cash. There's the snap. Hand off to Aikens, left side, nothing there. Nothing there. Uh, that's another loss of two. Loss of two is going to be third down and 17. There's a flag on the play. A lot of flags tonight. And they wave the flag off. A lot of waved off flags tonight, too. Third down, 16. I think I have seen a record for shift penalties resulting in offsides. Picked up flags with no flag on the play. And what else, Britt? I'm sure there's something else. Just unusual. It's, there's some very unusual aspects to tonight's game. We're getting down to two minutes left in the third quarter. Fort Payne down 20 to three. Third down and 15 at midfield. Barnes drops back. Looks, right. he's going to take off and run. He doesn't have anything there. No gain on the play. It's going to bring up fourth down. So Fort Payne completes the pass to Connor Cash down to the eight-yard line, but an ineligible receiver downfield brings it back to midfield, and now Fort Payne has to punt. Man, you can't afford to have a mistake like that yeah, when, you, when you capitalize on a pass like that. Needed that little, just a little bit of uh, luck. So Fort Payne uh, huddles up and comes out in, in a short punt formation. I'm not sure what this is. Snap to Daryl. Alex back It's a little bit unusual. No. Oh, it drops the ball. Drops the ball, and he's going to go down. 
Bad snap. McPherson doesn't catch it and then has to go back and pick it up, and he can't do anything with it. So Fort Payne turns the ball over inside its own territory, putting another pressure on the defense. And so it's going to be first and ten, Gadsden City inside Fort Payne territory at the Fort Payne 40-yard line. Man, to put the defense in this kind of pressure and to only be down 20-3 to three is pretty remarkable for that defense. They have done an outstanding job of keeping Gadsden City in check for the most part. So it's first down Gadsden City in the Fort Payne 40-yard line. Here comes Luke Waldrop. Flanked by C.J. Miller. Well, that's going to be a flag. Center didn't snap the ball, so everybody's offsides. Going to be a five-yard penalty. Coach Elmore again talking to the official. They're giving Fort Payne a sideline warning now. So I don't know what was going on there. It's first and 15. Gadsden City. There's another flag. That was thrown on the far side of the field. And Gadsden City was lined up offside. Against Gadsden City. Did you see who? I didn't see who that was. I didn't but somebody know. else. Okay, first down and 20. I talked to the official that's up in the box running the clock at halftime, and he said that more than likely it was either um, mouthpiece flags on those equipment penalties, equipment problems, or pants right. above the knees. Those are the two points of emphasis. And every year the officials will tell the coaches to have a point of emphasis. We're going to have a stop and play here. And, and Coach Elmore has gotten the line judge over here to go talk to the umpire and the white hat. Let's do this. Uh, no, let's stay here because I want to see what's going on. I don't know what he's seeing or talking to them about, but he's you know, really from the end of the first half till now, he's been in that line judge's ear about something. I don't know if he's seeing something that, that's needing to be corrected. But he keeps coming back. It looks like he got rebuffed on his request. So whatever that was, it's first down and 20 for Gaston City. There's a motion. They didn't call it. How did they not call that? Out of all the things that are easy to see, yeah. that's pretty easy to see. So there's another five yards. Gaston City's going in the wrong direction. They're back in their own territory. They're at the four, their own 45-yard line, and their first down is, a, is the 30-yard line. So it's first down and 25. Waldrop in shotgun. Flanked by C.J. Miller. There's the snap. He looks right side, going to throw a fade over here to this right side, and it is incomplete, and there's going to be a flag. Wow. Hayden Harrell on the coverage. Hit the receiver too early, and that's going to be a first down. Well, no, I'm not sure. It may, be a, may not be a spot foul. 
in high school ball. It may just be 15 yards in replay the down. But it is pass interference, and it pass probably was a good call. So the high school rules are that's just a 15-yard penalty. Not even sure that it's an automatic first down. But in any case, all of that for the last 10 minutes has got us back to Gadsden City, first and 10 at Fort Payne's 40-yard line. This is how we started this drive. So it's just a whole reset on this drive. Here we go, Gadsden City. Waldrop and shotgun formation. C.J. Miller to his left. Hands off to Miller. Runs right side. Gains four yards. It'll be second and six. Wish I could get the last ten minutes of my life back because it looks like we just ended up right back where we started from. <laughs> you did. Clock running down. 40, under 40 seconds left in the third quarter. Four paints still only trailing 20 to three. I tell you what, Britt, if they get down there on that Connor Cash reception inside the 10, they score yeah, and it's 20 to 10. I mean, you've got yourself a ball game. And Fort Payne still is really just one touchdown away from being back in this. Just can't afford to make mistakes. So we're running inside 15 seconds now in the third quarter. Miller in motion left side. Waldrop throws it out to him. He runs and he is breaking tackles. Boy, he's a tough one to bring down. He gets a first down. That's gonna bring us, well, once they restart the clock, it'll bring us to the end of the third quarter. First down, Gadsden City inside the Fort Payne 30-yard line. There's the end of the third quarter. We're going to take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. And I want to tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good mi low mileage stuff. Uh, plenty of banks that are lending lots of money right now. So, you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama. Give us a call, 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? At BobbyLedBetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com, locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. All right, we're back. Brian Northcote with Britt Haas, WZOB, FPTV, 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. Want to remind you about the American Crawl Space Scoreboard Report. Host Chris Dura will have scores, analysis, and conversations about high school football in Northeast Alabama. That's the WZOB. That's on WZOB from 10 to 11 tonight, 100.9 FM, 1250 AM. Chris Dura is going to have phone calls and talk about scores in Northeast Alabama. So Coach Elmore's back out talking to the officials again. And still not quite sure what his beef is, but he keeps making, I don't know if it's the same request. So are we going into a lightning delay? We're, we're 
Starting to have a weather delay. We're in a weather delay. Okay. Well, I guess that's what somebody must have saw lightning. You must. When I went down at halftime, I saw some coming up over Lookout Mountain back behind us. So I'm assuming that's what we saw there. So we're now going to go into a weather delay. Uh, we have not yet started the fourth quarter. Fort Payne's down 20 to three. And um, not sure how this all plays itself out. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what we need to do. Let's take a 90-second break. Let's take a 90-second break and let me figure out what we're going to do with these two broadcasts, and we'll be back with Wildcat football. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill Antiquity. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturdays. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. I want to tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. Got good mi low mileage stuff. Uh, plenty of banks that are lending lots of money right now. So, you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama. Give us a call, 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? At BobbyLedbetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com, locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. All right, we're back. We're just informed that we have a weather delay, some inclement weather here near. Um, the bad news is we're going to have to wait out a weather delay. The good news is it's dropped probably 15 degrees in this booth. So it feels that cool breeze feels really good right now. But we'd rather have football being played, but we'll just have to look at the bright side. What do you say, Britt? <laughs> exactly right. So, Another plus, we, we are in Fort Payne, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just looking at what we've seen so far, uh, Fort Payne gets off to a really rough start. It's, uh, it's 14 to nothing before everybody got into their seats. Uh, Fort Payne turns the ball over on a handoff to Caden Dubose, first play. And um, he fumbles first play. Gaston City sets up on the 15-yard line and scores a couple plays later. The next play, the next offensive play, um, Jake Barnes throws an interception that the Gadsden City uh, defender returns down to the three-yard line two plays later, or one play later. Gadsden City's in the end zone. It's 14 to nothing, and we've just barely got the game started. So for Fort Payne to only be down 20 to three after all that, have to be impressed with the defense, bend but not break. Kobe King makes a play down here on the first play of the second half to tackle the Gaston City receiver who's breaking away for a touchdown. 
And he goes all the way down to the uh, – tackles him at the three-yard line or 10-yard line. And then Fort Payne holds and a missed field goal. And so uh, then Fort Payne starts on its own three and moves the ball, has the ball, and they're moving it. They're getting a short yardage set. They're getting some wing tee sets, and they're pushing downfield, moving the ball, getting down to the 40, throw a deep fade to Connor Cash, makes an unbelievable catch down at the eight-yard line, gets called back for a penalty. Fort Payne's then punting, and then the snap is bobbled by Alex McPherson. He gets tackled for a sack. Now the ball is Gadsden City's inside their Fort Payne's territory. But all in all, with all that said, Fort Payne is playing with a very athletic, very quality 7A football program and, and staying with them, by and large, other than those two plays. So, I, you know, after all of that said and done, there's still plenty of things to clean up, but we knew that from last week, and we were hoping for that this week. And uh, probably not as clean, certainly not as clean as it was last week, but still have to be pressed impressed with uh, what Fort Payne's been able to do in competing for these three quarters. Well, like you said, two quick turnovers early and two quick scores. And since then, six points, and it seems like an hour and a half. Um, And Fort Payne's had opportunities, like I said. And then Coach Elmore's come out in the third quarter. uh, Well, I say come out in the third quarter once five minutes. was probably five and a half minutes left. And you saw that sense of urgency. Changed some things up. We moved the ball. Had the opportunity. And uh, just we need that. Just li- we need a little bit, a little bit. We need some luck. We mm-hmm. need some luck too. But uh, uh, hopefully we can uh, get things going. Yep. So I've got I got my wife and five kids trying to figure out what they're going to do. We're trying to figure out. Well, this is my first weather delay, and we're yeah, only two yeah, weeks into good. the season, so I have no idea how this operates. But um, uh, so I guess we'll sit here and twiddle our thumbs. So we had lightning behind us. Is that what we're thinking? Apparently so. Yeah, they usually don't. They're not going to break a game for rain. Yep. But they will break it for lightning. And so um, I don't know what the rules of the Alabama High School Athletic Association are relative to inclement weather. I would imagine we're going to have to have a, a certain time period after the last lightning yeah, strike. Typically before, 30 minutes. Yeah, and before then once you Yeah. If we have another one within that 15, 30, inside that 30 minutes, it's 30, 30 more additional minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, and really all we've seen is just some rain that yeah, hit yeah. in the third quarter. We haven't seen what's going on, but apparently there was some lightning strikes. And uh, I'll tell you one thing, don't play around with lightning. No. That, that's one of them things that you just don't, don't mess around with, get everybody out. So they've asked the fans to clear the stadium, and I would say that probably – 95% of them have left. The others seem to be kind of congregating in various places. So uh, the live feed of FPTV is going to stay up for now. Uh, I'm assuming it's probably going to stay up until the end of the game. We're going to take a uh, – let's take a one-minute break. We're going to figure out what we're going to do with WZOB, see if we're going to stay here. I don't think I can talk for 45 minutes straight. Uh, I can. But it's going to yeah, veer off you, of football. It. <laughs> it's going to veer off of football, and there's no telling where it'll end up landing, and that's that's not going to be good for anybody. <laughs> so let's take a one-minute break, and we'll come back and make a determination on how we're going to proceed. Uh, this is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969 
They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we're back. So, uh, at the risk of talking too much, I'm really not sure what else we could talk about. We've discussed the game. We've discussed where Fort Payne stands. Um, really not much left we can do. So what's going to happen here is if you guys are watching FPTV live feed, we're just going to hold where that is, so you're going to see the uh, shot of the field. And then you can go do something else, leave the game up. When you see people start to show back up, we'll cut back in at some point. We're going to take a, another break for WZOB and run some of our sponsors. We do want to take a, a thank our sponsors. So you guys that are out there that um, are listening to this game and are able to enjoy watching this game at home, just know that it's brought to you by several folks in our community. So we want to make sure that we recognize these people. Here's the WZOB Wildcat football sponsors. Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Garage and Transmission, Pure Clean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance Parts and Service, DeCab Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Builder Supply, Cole Surgical Arts, First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Crawl Space LLC, and Not Your Mama's Deli. So those are our sponsors. We're very thankful for them. You guys find out what you need from them and go spend some money at those uh, businesses. We would appreciate that and thank them for sponsoring Fort Payne Wildcat football. So we're going to go and take a break, and we will be back as soon as we know more information. We're going to hear some commercials. may go back into some radio. We'll just have to see. But uh, we'll keep you posted. Just stay near your radio or near your television, um, and we'll let you know as soon as we know something. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. 
They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill and Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we'll tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we've got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And, uh, He's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good mi low mileage stuff, uh, plenty of banks that are lending lots of money right now. So you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama. And give us a call, 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? at bobbyledbetter.com or twincityusedcars.com locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. Here at Donahue Chevrolet we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard, Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. The Times Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider.
They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill in Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. And I want to tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we've got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good low mileage stuff. Uh, Plenty of banks, they're lending lots of money right now, so you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama, and give us a call, 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? At BobbyLedBetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com, locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street.
First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill in Tokyo. Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. I want to tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we've got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good low mileage stuff. Uh, Plenty of banks, they're blending lots of money right now, so you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama, and give us a call, 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? At BobbyLedBetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com, locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildlands. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. All right, we've got an update. The uh, teams are going to take the field at 9.52, so that's in about seven minutes. So for those of you streaming and watching or listening, just know that uh, we're not going to be that much longer. So keep your stream uh, up, your TV's up, and we'll be back. We're going to run our commercials still, but just know that we're going to come back at 9.52. Teams will be back on the field, and we will continue the fourth quarter. Um, we uh, Let's see. 
We were just starting the fourth quarter. It's 20 to 3, Gadsden City. So 9:52, teams on the field. We're going to cut back to commercials, but just know that we'll be right back. So this is Wildcat, Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Drop by Vintage 1889 Cafe right here in Fort Payne, Alabama. Located in the Big Mill in Open 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Wednesday and 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Saturday. So come on down and enjoy. We have everything from salads to pizza. Enjoy an evening with the entire family at Vintage 1889 Cafe. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. I want to tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. Got good mi low mileage stuff. Uh, Plenty of banks, they're blending lots of money right now, so you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama, and give us a call, 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? At BobbyLedBetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com, locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Greenhill Boulevard Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. The Times-Journal, DeKalb County's oldest newspaper, strives to keep the community informed on government meetings, school activities, sports, civic clubs, events, and more. They publish three days a week and have a readership of over 18,000 people with each publication. They also produce the DeKalb Living Magazine, another popular Times-Journal publication, and their website, timesjournal.com, is one of the most viewed sites in Northeast Alabama. The Times-Journal is a huge local supporter of all our area. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. 
We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. All right, we're back. When we left, you never can tell with a weather delay how long you're going to be out. So, I'm not sure how long we were gone. But scheduled to start time. Well, the teams are back on the field. I don't know what the scheduled start time is. They've got a three-minute clock set, but it's not running yet. Fort Payne is back on the field. Waiting for Gadsden City. <clears throat> Britt, we were talking about in the break. Seems like a weather delay like this would have to be advantage Fort Payne just from a, you know, Gadsden City was having momentum, was starting to steal some momentum, was looking to try to start to maybe, in their minds, put the game away. Weather delay puts a pause on everything. Everybody has a chance to relax, sit back. Muscles get a little bit stiff. So you'd think, if anything, this maybe give advantage to Fort Payne to kind of possibly lull them to sleep a little bit. <clears throat> so, Like you said, Gaston's coming in here think, you know, you, you would think they're ready for this game to be over. They're on the road, uh, ready to go home. Uh, like if there's any momentum change, it would be Fort Payne, and it, it may be one of those games where down the road you ask somebody, did you stay for that game tonight on the lightning <laughs> de delay? could be one of those games. Yeah, if you guys are uh, are watching or listening, these come on, are, these come on are down here. Yeah. These come on are down. The games. You, got, you can get anywhere in Fort Payne in 15 minutes. Come on down. <laughs> and uh, I can promise you ain't nobody standing at the gate taking tickets, so you can get in for free. And they'll sell you a Chick-fil-A sandwich at the concession stand. So come on and let's watch a fourth-quarter miracle. And you know what? <clears throat> Very this well is the same made. difference yeah. in score last week at this time of the game. And Fort Payne uh, lost that one. So, wouldn't it be fun to watch this one flip over? And uh, we certainly saw some signs of life from the Wildcat offense in the third quarter. Still making too many mistakes. Special teams mistakes and um, other things like that. But it's uh, Fort Payne's – they're not out of it by any stretch. So – Four Payne's out warming up, still waiting to see Gadsden City come back out. And um, quarterback's throwing. McPherson's kicking, loosening up. Everybody else is down in the end zone with Coach Tinker stretching out and getting loose again. <clears throat> it's been nice to see we haven't seen any of the cramp issues that we saw last week. I don't think we've seen anybody go out with cramps that's on Fort Payne's team. Saw a few Gadsden City folks go out. But it uh, seems like the rotations worked. Uh, maybe some of the hydration's gotten a little bit better this week. We'll have to see what happened to Caden Dubose and how severe that injury is. Uh, Coach Elmore doesn't expect it. said he didn't expect it to be a severe injury, but probably just a strained, uh, strained ankle. Here comes some Gadsden City players. <clears throat> They're making their way down to the field. So we'll be... Uh, I don't know how long it's going to take us to get ready to kick off, but they're going to take the long way around the field. Everybody's stretching and loosening up. 
So we'll be ready for some football again here shortly. It has cooled off a little bit, so it feels better in this press box than it did earlier. And uh, once again, if you guys are sitting around the house and want to have a little fun evening out, come on down here and watch the fourth quarter and see if we can pull Fort Payne through this one. So just getting ready. Everybody's still loosening up. We just thought everybody left. Yeah, yeah, they're they're making they're trickling back in. So <clears throat> be interesting to see how many folks hung around. We haven't had hardly any rain. And really, I don't think we've seen we may have I haven't seen any lightning from this direction. I think may have seen some from yeah. that way. So Fort Payne coming to the sideline, Gadsden City heading to the uh, far end zone to our right to do their loosening up and their stretching. So kicker's still out there loosening up. So let's do this. Let's take a two-minute break. We'll kind of see how much longer we have until the kickoff. Let's take a two-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, this is Andy White down here at Bobby Ledbetter's Twin City in Fort Payne, Alabama. And I want to tell everybody we really appreciate you coming out for the big sale that we've been having. Uh, right now we're located over by Walmart on Highway 35 here in Fort Payne, Alabama. And we've got plenty of inventory to choose from. Uh, Bobby Ledbetter has been out pretty much all over the southeast buying up cars. And uh, he's just got in a bunch of good inventory. He's got good mi low mileage stuff. Uh, Plenty of banks that are blending lots of money right now, so you know, if you need some help as far as credit goes, we've got some secondary lenders as well. So come out and see us on Highway 35 in Fort Payne, Alabama, and give us a call, 256-844-2210, or shop us on the web, TwinCityUsedCars.com. Why take the first deal that comes along when you can do better? At BobbyLedBetter.com or TwinCityUsedCars.com, locally owned and operated in Fort Payne. All right, we are inching closer. We are inching closer to the start of the fourth quarter. We've got cheerleaders out here. We've got the team out here. Gadsden City's band is back. Fort Payne's band is back. We've got fans trickling back in. I think we're yeah, maybe a, a quarter of what we were before the uh, 
weather delay. Gadsden City still stretching. Four pains on their sideline. <clears throat> so we're getting closer. We've got a clock that's, clock that's ticking down to a minute right now. That looks like that's going to be our official uh, time clock to get the start of the second half to the start of the fourth quarter. So McPherson's kicking a 60-yard field goal, and it is good for warm-ups. He cleared it plenty of space. So you're going to keep inching back just to stretch this thing out and see what he's got. He's at 62 right now. He's on the other 48. Gadsden City huddling up around Coach Smith, getting ready for the start of the fourth quarter. Let's see if Alex can make this kick. Again, that's a 62-yard field goal. There it is on its way. It is good. So he made it. The Auburn commit. Number one uh, ranked kicker in the country. Looking good from 62. There's the clock, sound of the horn. So they'll reset the game clock to 12 minutes, and we'll start this fourth quarter. Thank you guys for hanging around with us. Once again, Brian Northcutt, Britt Haas. We're on WZOB 100.9 FM, 1250 AM, Network1Sports.com. Also live streaming on FPTV. So here we go. Ball is set down at the Fort Payne 29-yard line. Defense comes out on the field. Gadsden City's offense getting ready to take the field. It'll be a first and 10. Gadsden City at the Fort Payne 29. And let's see what about a 30-minute weather delay does to both teams. You know, in baseball, if you're the starting pitcher, you, you're not going to come back after something no, like this. No, but no. not sure how it's going to affect a defensive lineman or a running back or a quarterback. So Gadsden City sets its offense. Single receiver right side, single receiver left side. Luke Waldrop, now another receiver, runs out on the field on the far right. Luke Waldrop takes the snap, drops back, looking for a screen up the middle to C.J. Miller. He catches it. He's got room to run, 20, 15, down to the 13, 14-yard line. First and 10, Gadsden City. That's not the play you want to start with. First down, Gadsden City, deep in Fort Payne territory. That's the first play of the fourth quarter. See if this Fort Payne defense can rise to the occasion and hold them one more time. They've done a really good job tonight of bend but not break. See if they can do the same here. It's first and 10 on the Fort Payne 14-yard line. Luke Waldrop in shotgun formation. Walks up to his line. Makes a call. Takes the snap, hands to Miller, up the middle. Miller's got room to run. He's at the five. He's in for the touchdown. So two plays into the fourth quarter. And now another flag. I think they got Devin Wells for a personal foul. So getting a little hot-headed down there. And I think that's going to be on Fort Payne. I think that was Devin. Devin looked like he got a little bit frustrated with that play. And headbutted a player for Gadsden City. So I think that's going to be on us. 
Touchdown by Miller, 13-yard run. We'll wait for the point after touchdown to see what the penalty is. Touchdown's good. It is a personal foul against Fort Payne. That'll be assessed on the kickoff. So with 11-14 left, Gadsden City makes it 26-3. So not the way we wanted it to start. No Gadsden City comes out. Two great play calls and just uh, yeah. Here's the kick. Kicks away and the kick is good. So with 11-14 left in the fourth quarter, just that quick, Gadsden City goes up 27-3. We're going to take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. All right, we're back. So we had a 30 minute weather delay and then Gadsden City scores in two plays, makes it 27-3. With the uh, personal foul, they'll kick off from Fort Payne's 45-yard line. There's the kick. It's away. It's going to fall at the goal line. Connor Cash catches it up the middle of the field. He had a little bit of running room and falls at the 20-yard line. Boy, Connor had a little bit of a seam and an opening. And then just uh, – tripped and couldn't make the break. So, four panel started its own 20. Well, we had our fingers crossed. Gadsden City would have to take that little bit of break during the... Yeah. They come out, like didn't miss a lick to, to solid plays. Yeah, that's... Yeah, it looked like it hurt Fort Payne more. All right, so Fort Payne's offense gets started. At the, actually, they're on the 18-yard line, Barnes and shotgun formation. There's the snap, hands to Aikens left side, runs up the middle, cuts up the middle, makes a few yards. He gets about five or six. It'll be second down. Six yards, second down and four. 10.52 left in the fourth quarter. Four pain down, 27 to three. So Barnes under center now with Aikens in the backfield. Adame in motion to the far side. There's the snap, gives to Aikens up the middle. Nothing there this time. Maybe lost a yard. It's going to be third down and five. So Fort Payne has gone back to a little bit more of their traditional offensive sets and not that wing tee or 
T formation. It's going to be third down and four. Let's see what Coach Elmore dials up. Barnes in shotgun formation. Takes the snap, drops back, looks left side. Ledford catches it, first down, and he's moving. He gets down to the Fort Payne 44-yard line, gain of 20. First down, Fort Payne. Good play, good throw yeah. and catch. That's pretty nice, yeah, just pretty simple throw and catch there. Ledford looked for an open spot, settled in it. Barnes found him. First down, Fort Payne. Barnes back under center. Aikens in the backfield behind him. Wooten in motion to the far side. Gives to Aikens left side, looking for a hole. Nothing there. Loss of two. Oh, uh, well, a little bit of. He got a little bit rough there, but uh. Alex Aikens to the 44. Four Payne's looking for a flag. It was close. Could have called one, but I don't know. So we're down to nine minutes left in the game. Fort Payne has a second and 10 at their own 44-yard line. Barnes in shotgun formation, Aiken behind him. Ledford and Adame this on near side. Burton Cash far side. There's the snap, hands the Aikens up the middle, looking for a hole, bounces right, slips, gains five yards, it's gonna be third down and five. Hadn't seen Skylar Cody. Kelsey Smith on the tackle for Gadsden City. Third down, six. Just noted Bain Barentine is limping on the sideline. So Fort Payne has Hudson Harrell in the game at left guard. Don't know what happened to Bain. It's third down and five. Barnes in shotgun formation. There's the mm. shift and our guy jumps. We had the shift on, and uh, Andrew Barclay jumped, which is going to give Fort Payne a five-yard penalty. It'll be third and ten. Mm. Easy to get distracted this late in the game oh, after yes. that weather delay, and you just kind of lose what your what your focus is. I'm sure nobody's more frustrated than Andrew Barclay after that. So now it's third and ten. Four Payne in a two by two. Ledford and Cash top side. Burton Adame near side. Barnes in shotgun. Now Daryl Prater's in the backfield with him. Adame motion left side. Isolate Barnes, nothing there. And uh, Jake Barnes goes down. It's a sack, seven yard loss. It'll be fourth and very long. Four Payne's going to have to punt. Looked like they were trying to isolate Sawyer Bird on this side with the motion by Adame, but Barnes had no time. No time to throw the ball. So Alex McPherson back to punt for Fort Payne. It's 27 to three. I'd say, this, uh, I'd say this guy would be a dangerous punt returner. He yeah, has the yeah he already had one punt return. He catches it at the 22 yard line. He gains about five yards and we tackle him there. Connor Cash on the tackle. Nice play. All right, let's take a 30-second timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football.
First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that All right, we are back. Uh, during the timeout, we, I didn't see the uh, flag on the play, but Gadsden City had a personal foul that they're going to tack on to the end of the kick. So now it's going to push them back to spot the ball at the Gadsden City 12-yard line. So they'll start there first and 10. I think Coach Elmore was lobbying for that to be a pre-kick penalty, which would give four pain a first down, but that didn't happen. So Gadsden City starts its own 12-yard line with 6.58 left in the game, leading 27-3. First and 10, Gadsden City, from your own 13. All right, Luke Waldrop uh, has led this offense pretty well throughout the night. He's in shotgun formation. And now we have a stoppage in play for some reason. I don't know what this is. You know, normally I can watch a football game and kind of tell what a coach is. Okay, I saw right. this coach saw this, and so now they're going to go try to handle this. They keep calling timeouts and stops in play, and I have no idea what they're discussing. That I don't see anything that anything's out of kilter. Or out of whack. I don't know what in the world they're discussing. But it has been all night on both sides. Coach sees something, tells the line judge. Line judge stops the play, comes out there, talks to the official, goes back and talks to the coach, and I have no idea what they're discussing. So, all that said, we're still first and ten. Gadsden City hit their own 12-yard line. Waldrop in shotgun formation. He's looked good tonight. C.J. Miller's looked really good tonight. Really good running back. There's the snap. Hands off to Miller. He's got a hole. He's running. 10 yards, 15 yards, 16-yard gain on first down out to the 28-yard line. Starting to see some gaps being created. Of course, now I see that Daryl Prater is just now coming in. That may be the reason for some of the gaps. First and 10, Gadsden City at, the Fort Pan at the, uh, their own 28-yard line. 6.36 left in the fourth quarter. Gadsden City up by 24. we got twin receivers near side, tight end and wing back far side. Miller in the backfield flanking. Waldrop, there's a snap. Give on a speed sweep to number six to the right side. There's a flag on the play. He's going to gain four yards. Let's see what the flag is. That's probably going to be in the neighborhood of holding. Or a cut block. No, it's a chop block. Chop block against Gadsden City. That's going to move him back. Britt, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this has been a weird – this has had a it's weird strange. feel to it. Yeah, There's just it a lot of – unusual things, not the least of which is the weather delay, but 
just stops in play, flags. Uh, just had a strange feel to it. You know, Gaston City came out. They they seemed confused the whole first half, but evidently they were not. Um, running players on and off and shifting, yeah. tackles moving over, jerseys being changed, no mouthpiece, whatever it might be. But uh, yeah. uh, they've they've gotten it done. Yeah. It's a good football team. It's now first and uh, 18, Gadsden City. From their own 20-yard line, Waldrop in shotgun formation, takes the snap, hands to Miller up the middle, looking for a hole. He's bouncing around, bouncing around, gets about six yards back to the original line of scrimmage. It's going to be second down and 10. You know, after all of that, really see, I mean, trying to be objective. Of course, we're Fort Payne folks, so it's hard to be too terribly objective. I do see things, flashes of things that can improve and get Fort Payne in a position to uh, compete for a region championship. Um, you know, this Gadsden City's a good team. Fort Payne has, has held it close at times and looked like it had opportunities to get back in a game against a quality opponent. Well, in our first two games, we've yet to start have our, really our projected starters play all four quarters. Mm -hmm. You know, Caden goes down early in this game and that, that gets to you not only physically, but mentally. And uh, it changes the offense. I mean, yeah. you can't tell me Coach Elmore didn't have a plan for Caden in this game. It changes everything. you got to pull Akins back over. It, kind of, it goes into that same scenario. That's the difference in 6 and 7A ball. You don't have three Daryl Praters. You've got one. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. So, we just had a heat timeout. It's uh, 5 minutes, 33 seconds left in the fourth. Gadsden City with a second and 10 inside their own territory, their own 28-yard line. Waldrop in shotgun, shotgun formation. I don't know that I've seen another running back with C.J. Miller. Has anybody dispelled him at all? There's a snap. I think so. Waldrop looks down the middle of the field. He's got a receiver open. He catches the ball. 80 catches it at the midfield and runs another five yards, tackled by Kobe King. And now Gadsden City's in Fort Payne territory. That is. Clyde Curry, six foot. He looks taller than six foot. Yeah, he's, he's got to be taller than six foot. I will say this, I, looking at I, defensively, I, I say this with a lot of confidence. You you could take any of these players, offensively, defense with Gaston City, and put them on a college team, and you would not fall off by pulling anybody off field much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's correct. They're, they're athletic they are at all positions. There's the snap, gives the Miller up the middle. He's looking for a hole. He gains six yards on first down. Feels like it's getting a little chippy down there. A little extra hitting. But that's, that's to be expected in some of these types of games. It's second and four, Gadsden City inside of Fort Payne territory. You know, Gaston was one of the first teams, and I know you played against them. They were one of the first teams I ever played against it. Their defensive tackle was the running back. Yeah. And that was, it, that was a mind blower. But just uh, that shows you the type of talent they have. Yeah. Waldrop drops back, looks right side. They had a smoke screen set up, and it didn't work. The wide receiver was going out to block. They had a little bubble screen set up where the wide receiver would block the corner. And then the other, the inside slot guy flares to receive a bubble screen, and they've got a, what we call a smoke screen off of that. 
where the receiver fakes the block and runs deep down the field. Waldrop expected the receiver to run down the field, and he was blocking, so there was nobody there to catch the ball. So now it's third down and five, Gaston City on the Fort Payne 38-yard line. Gaston City comes with trips, receivers left side. Waldrop takes the snap, hands off to Miller up the middle. He's finding a hole. There he goes. He's off to the races. Boy, he's a good running back. Touchdown, Gaston City. So they're starting to pull away now. C.J. Miller on a 38-yard run, touchdown Gadsden City. You know, not necessarily a delayed handoff, but just enough of a delay without that hard pursuit. It, it just opened everything up. Everything developed it. Yeah. Miller's, Miller's blown my mind with not only his size, but his speed. He, yeah. he is really fast. He gets to that second level. Yeah. He's quicker than you think he is at that size, 260 pounds, and he can he, go. He can go. So, Fort, Fort Payne down 33-3 to three now with a point coming, point attempt coming. Brito with the kick. It's away, and it is good. 3.56 left in the ballgame. Gadsden City 34, Fort Payne 3. This is Fort Payne. We're going to take a one-minute timeout. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. It is good. 3.56. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard, Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. All right, we're back. Brito is off approaching the ball to kick. A little short kick, kind of a, looks like he cut under it a little bit. Connor Cash gets it at the 15-yard line looking for a hole. Finds a seam. Connor at the 40, 45, 50, 45, 40. Steps out of bounds at the Gadsden City 38-yard line. Nice return by Connor Cash. Looked very similar to that first kickoff, but this time when he found that seam, he didn't trip. Yeah, he hit that extra gear. But, uh, said he got his feet tangled up in the first one, but two, uh, two good runs. Yeah, nice run by Connor Cash. So Fort Payne starting this drive on the Gaston City 38-yard line. Skyler Cody in it running back. Adame in motion to the far side. There's a whistle again. Ooh, lots of whistles. What do we got there? I don't see a flag. 
Flags on the far side. It's offsides, Gaston City. Five-yard penalty. Four Payne will have it first and five. You know, for a first time at running back, and I think they just moved Skylar Cody to running back this week. He's had spots of uh, flashes of some something there. Oh, yes. There's the snap. Gives to Cody up the middle looking for a hole. Right side, bounces it, cuts it back up. Nice cut. First down, Fort Payne. Down to near the 20-yard line. Nice run there. First down carry for Fort Payne. He's got a little bit of vision. Seems like he can see a hole. Maybe, maybe bounces it too quick, but you never can tell. Have to look at that on film. Nevertheless, Cody has a, a nice run on first and five. So Fort Payne's now first and 10 on the Gaston City 22-yard line. 320 left in the game. Fort Payne down 34-3. Barnes takes the snap. Hands to uh, got a little bit of mix up there with Schuyler. I think got crossed up on which side of uh, Barnes, Cody was supposed to run, and they kind of ran into each other, and that allowed Gadsden City defense to swarm, and they end up losing about three yards. Yeah, we've seen Cody Moore at receiver. Uh, I'm sure he's played running back at practice some, but uh, that, all that happens when you're in transition. But uh, definitely a good athlete. And yeah. Like I said, I'm thinking Coach Edmore said he's one of the faster, if not the fastest yeah. guy on the team. Yeah, he is. And just the 10th grader. So, yeah. That's got huge. Some potential there. Barnes takes snap, drops a snap. He's wanted to hand off to Cody, but he couldn't get it to him, and now he drops for three, loss of three. So four pains moving and then going backwards. So, boy, if they can clean up some of this yeah. stuff, there, there's enough there to build on, but you got to start cleaning up these mistakes, especially with Arab next week. And Coach Elmore has mentioned this, this may be, other than Oxford, the best team Fort Payne plays this year, and they've played them pretty competitively in spots throughout the game. So here's Barnes on a third down, looking down the right side. He's got Adame, single coverage. Adame comes back, and he makes the catch at the five-yard line. Adame just worked his way back underneath the defensive back and makes the catch. Fort Payne first and goal at, their own, at the uh, Gaston City five-yard line. Not a great pass, but Adame worked his way back and made the catch. Barnes limping a little bit now. Fort Payne first and goal from the five-yard line. Barnes takes the snap, hands to Cody right side. He's got a hole. Make it, trying to get to the end zone. Gets down to the one-yard line, two-yard line. Looked like if he had a cut straight right there at the end, he might could have got across the goal line. Nevertheless, still a good run. Here comes Daryl Prater in. Boy, Gadsden City is wholesale changing everybody. I don't know if they had their twos in, and now they're going ones. Fort Payne going quick under center, and it looks like Gadsden City has to call a timeout. They were trying to – I don't know if that was a second team or what, but they changed timeout the entire Gadsden defense, City. and they couldn't get the other team uh, – I believe that's what they've done. I believe you're right. And they, got, they couldn't get everybody out on the field, and so they had to call a timeout. So let me mention uh, one of our sponsors here. As I can find my sheet. Here we go. American Crawl Space LLC. If you have standing water under your house, you need to call Derek at American Crawl Space. They use the latest in technology to dry out your crawl space, improve, improving the indoor air quality of your home and making it safer for you and your family. 
They're also sponsors of our scoreboard report, which will be right after this broadcast on WZOB 100.9 FM and 1250 AM. Chris Durr will have scores, analysis, and conversations about high school football in Northeast Alabama. That is the American Crawlspace LLC scoreboard report immediately following our broadcast. So Fort Payne in business down at the one-yard line with 110 left. I think they're just trying to get some pride points on the board right now. At least cut into this lead a little bit, make it look better. Coach Elmore had mentioned if people thinking he's crazy for scheduling these games this early, these tough competitions. But you know, if you look at things from, from the perspective he's looking at it at, is uh, it's an opportunity for Fort Payne to really improve, especially entering region play next week. Barnes under center. It's second and goal. Hands to Aikens right side. He cuts up the middle of touchdown, Fort Payne. Nice run by Alex Aikens. Good blocking. By the offensive line and Daryl Prater, and Fort Payne is on the board with a touchdown with one minute, five seconds left in the ball game. You know, Alex has had a solid game either way you look at it. He's, I like to know how many yards he's got and what his yards per carry is. He's had a really good, solid game. Yeah, he's a good running back. Alex McPherson on for the point attempt. Dax Varnador holding. There's the snap, the hold, and the kick, and it is good. One minute, five seconds left in our ball game. Gadsden City, 34, Fort Payne, 10. Let's take a 30-second break. This is Fort Payne Wildcat football. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all. All right, we are back. Fort Payne scores a late touchdown, makes it 34 to 10. With one minute and five seconds left, and imagine Gadsden City is going to try to just run this clock out. Alex McPherson with the kickoff. It is deep, and it is going to be three yards deep in the end zone. Gaston City ball at the 20-yard line. So as we're wrapping up this broadcast in this game, uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, really saw some some spotty things that look good. Fort Payne's got a lot of things, mistakes to clean up, a lot of areas for improvement. But if you just go from Gunnersville to Athens to tonight, there, you can see a path for improvement for Fort Payne. And um, it's just a matter of these kids, and it seems as though uh, from every all indications they are willing and committed to doing this, making these improvements as they start region play next week against ARAB. Gadsden City running some number twos in. 
Takes a snap, 29 to the right side, running, looking for a hole. He gets about six yards. So one more play, and this should do it, put it in the books. We're down under 50 seconds. Gaston City with a second and four. They've got their number twos in. Four Payne's got several of their number twos in, if not most of their number twos in. Trying to get some other kids in to play a couple of snaps. This one's winding down. There's the snap, handoff to number 29. Left side this time. Gains about two. Clock's running down to 10 seconds. That looks like that's going to be the last snap of the ball game. Don't think they're going to do anything else. That's going to do it. Four, three, two, one. And there's your ball game. So the final score, Gadsden City 34, Fort Payne 10. We're going to take a two-minute break. And then we'll come back with some post-game analysis and maybe a talk with Coach Elmore. Here at Donahue Chevrolet, we have all the cars you need. Our local staff is always here to assist your needs. Our 2021 vehicles are in stock and we have options for the whole family. We are located at 1000 Green Hill Boulevard, Northwest in Fort Payne. Donahue Chevrolet is a proud supporter of the Fort Payne Wildcats. As the weather gets colder, Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors has you covered. We offer a wide selection of top name brands for the winter season, such as Patagonia, On, Barber, and many more. Shop for family, or maybe a little gift for yourself. We have something for her, him, and the kids. This winter season, shop Fort Payne Footworks and Outdoors. Shop local. Open seven days a week, located on Fort Payne Main Street. First Fidelity Bank has been serving our community since 1969. They are located in Fort Payne, Rainsville, and Eider. They offer fast, friendly, and easy service, along with ATMs, mobile, and telephone banking. They also offer debit and credit cards. They understand that banking can be stressful and want to give you the help that you need, just like family. They're honored to be members of our community and wish all teams a good and safe season. First Fidelity Bank, the finest traditions of community banking. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hi, I'm CC with FPTV, and this is your Twin City Auto Scoreboard update. In the final score between Fort Payne and Gadsden. Gadsden won 34 while Fort Payne was at 10.
Okay. Thank you, CC. We're going to stay here and see if we can get a conversation with Coach Elmore before he, after he talks to the team and leaves the field. Kind of feel like we've said about everything we could say, given a rain delay and everything else. But uh, if you want to look for positives tonight, I think you can find them. Um, have to look at, at in in spurts. At times, Fort Payne showed the ability to move the football against the 7A defense. Uh, showed the ability to stop and stymie a 7A offense. So, certainly probably the most athletic team that we'll see this year uh, outside of maybe Oxford. But certainly within the region, this is, is a quality opponent. If they can work and clean up some of these mistakes, you got the potential to have a pretty decent season. Um, and Coach Elmore admitted before the season ever started that these first two games were going to be a challenge. And um, But with – purpose he scheduled them to try to show improvement against the quality opponent so or two quality opponents so I don't think all's lost I think we've got plenty of look, to look forward to and, look, and to work for certainly with region play starts next week so we're still undefeated as far as region play is concerned but um, we'll just have to see what they what mistakes they can clean up and hopefully Caden Dubos isn't injured too terribly bad, and we get a good report there. Let's we'll have to see how that goes. So, Coach Elmore speaking to the team right now. We're going to wait for him since we've gone long with our broadcast. Let's just go ahead and maybe get a quick conversation with him, and then we're going to go ahead and close up the broadcast. As we're going waiting on him, I want to thank once again our sponsors. So I'm just going to read this list off as we're waiting on him. We want to thank all of our Wildcat sponsors, Aikens Furniture, Convenient Wash, Rufus Garage and Transmission, PuraClean Restoration Services, Thurman's Appliance, Parts and Service, The Cab Wholesale, R&D Flooring, My Supply, Westmoreland Tire, Beacon Insulation, Builder Supply, Cole Surgical Arts, First Fidelity Bank, North Alabama Trophies, Twin City Auto, Bruce's Foodland, Tracy's Florist and Gifts, Patterson's Music and Jewelry, American Crawlspace LLC, and Not Your Mama's Deli. So we want to thank all of our sponsors tonight for the broadcast. And then as soon as we're done with this interview with Coach Elmore, we're going to close this broadcast out. If you're listening to WZOB, and we encourage you to do to listen to WZOB after our broadcast, Chris Durr is going to host uh, the American Crawl Space LLC uh, scoreboard report. He'll have analysis, scores, interviews, and the like as soon as we leave our broadcast here. So we're going to wait on Coach Elmore, see if he'll give us just a few minutes of his time, and then we'll be on our way. So, Britt, thanks for uh, – Another excellent night. Appreciate you being with us. And um, next week, don't forget, we play ARAB, ARAB Nights here at Wildcat Stadium, 7 o'clock. Our broadcast time will be 6.30, streaming live on FPTV. So now they've broken up the huddle at the, our end of the field. Coach Elmore's talking to a few players. We'll see if we can grab him real quick. So, you know, another thing, Brian, we've got what I still consider a lot of young guys, new guys in the backfield at the skill position. And, you know, it's, it's hard to break yourself in against an Athens and Gaston City team. That's, 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 
big management stick, just just putting yourself out there. So, uh, Coach Elmore's preparing these guys for down the road, and uh, hopefully we can stay heat well and yeah, keep in gear. Okay, Coach Elmore is approaching the mic now. Coach, can you hear us? You hear us, Coach? Okay, I can't. Uh, all right, let's see. I don't have him. All right, if y'all can hear him, I'm just going to ask the questions. In here? Hang on. Coach, you got me? Well, if you can hear me, I'm going to ask the question. If they can, they can hear you, then they can answer it. We talked about at the beginning of the season, these first two games being critical tests with a lot of athletic teams, really good teams, and wanting to get out of it what you wanted to get out of it. What are you, what's your assessment after these two games? Well, obviously, we, we would like to have won the game. We, I mean, we, we know that. I mean, you, you play any sport, any activity to win. I mean, I was never going to switch. I just told them we're never going to come out here, and, and, and uh, winning is always the ultimate goal. Um, but I, was, I told them two things all week. Do not be intimidated and attack every play. And I thought we did that for the most part. We made some mistakes. We hurt ourselves, obviously, in the first half with the two turnovers. Uh, but our defense, I, I really couldn't be prouder of them. I thought they played all night. Uh, I thought they battled. They're a good team. The back's, the back's difficult to bring down. Uh, and, and we competed every, every snap over there on, on uh, uh, defense. And I thought offensively we did, too. We just got put in a little bit behind the eight ball when Caden went down so early, and that just throws off kind of everything. You, you know, even though we've got backups, but now our backups are defensive guys. And uh, Skylar Cody has been practicing running back for about a week now. Uh, and it's going to be fine, I think. I think we found him a good fit there, but he just hadn't had the reps to, to be able to, to, you know, see some of the stuff that you got to see at that position. And uh, But I thought he ran hard and did a good job, too. And and like I said, at halftime, I mean, it's just it's just difficult to throw the ball. I mean, if you've never played the quarterback and never played against a team of that size and that speed, it's just a challenge. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it was uh, we had some stuff at times, and Jake made some good throws, and sometimes he didn't. And uh, But we'll, that will help us next week and the week after by, by seeing uh, that kind of speed and that kind of talent. Yeah, we talked up in the booth uh, during the break, the weather delay and after the game, that uh, if you're looking for good things, you could find them out there tonight. There were some spurts where y'all were moving the football. The defense, for the majority of the game, had a bend-but-don't-break attitude. So I think if you're looking for good things, you saw them tonight. Yeah, forced a lot of field goal attempts um, in some situations that could have been touchdowns. And we gave up a couple there in the fourth quarter. But, you know, they had battled all night, and it's 20-3. to 3, And then they got the, when they got to the 27, I think that deflated it a little bit. And obviously that's, that's, that's yeah. natural. Um, but, but, no, 100% that uh, I saw a lot of positives on both sides of the ball. And, again, I know we didn't move it offensively like we wanted to, but there was times that, that we looked really good with Aikens running the ball and, and Daryl running the ball. And, and, like I said, Skyler Cody's going to be fine when he gets some more reps. And, um, you know, we just need to get Dubos hopefully back healthy soon. And, uh, uh, and, and Jake, will, this will make Jake better. I mean, when you play this kind of competition, uh, it's going to make everything look a little bit slower, uh, hopefully the rest of the season. And, uh, and again, it's going to prepare him for down the road when we've got a, uh, another team like this coming up on our schedule or in the playoffs. Yep. We got everything out ahead of you. Region play starts next week against ARAB. So looking forward to it, Coach. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. All right, there's Coach Elmore, and uh, we're going to close out our broadcast. We thank all of you for being with us tonight. Uh, if you're listening to WZOB, as I mentioned before, we're going to go to the American Crawl Space 
uh, LLC scoreboard report. Chris Durr is going to take over from here. We're thankful for everybody being here. We'll see you guys 6.30 next week when our broadcast starts as Fort Payne uh, begins region play against the ARAB Knights. Britt, thank you for your time. Enjoy. And uh, good night, everybody. We thank you for being here with us.